Today's episode is brought to you by our new bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox vs. the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from liking Nirvana to YouTube drama. With over 2 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. Mikey's not in, but sitting in for him is Bemo. And with me, as always, is my first hand-on-staff moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yeah! Welcome back to the show. Guys, we got a stellar show, an amazing show, an amazing guest this week. Today we're going to talk about whether or not white identity should exist. Then we've got a recap of last week's debate, as always, and then voicemail. And then we'll do the debate, and finally we'll round out the show with some headlines, as always. But first, I want to introduce our guest this week, all the way from London. Well, near it. Near near London. You guys may have known him from his YouTube channel. He's a firebrand on YouTube, I think. Very outspoken social commentator. He's a YouTuber. He's a, you know what? He's elevated beyond that. He's a, he's an outspoken social commentator. That's what I'm saying. He's a, Ooh, like part that. of the YouTuber community. Yeah. Yeah. Well, someone who's, I, I, whose videos I've watched for a long time. Oh, thank Sargon you. Sargon of Akkad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. It's uh, on, This is a honor. I'm not joking when I say an honor. I've been reading your website since I had a dial-up. So... Wow. See, I'm not kidding. You were you were like the original edgelord, and I fucking loved it, man. They, <laughs> wow. You know what trolling is. You know, the kids, they have no idea. Yeah, we were you talking know. about that before yeah, the show. We were, yeah, yeah. 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 So what brings you out to Los Angeles? This is your first time to the to the States, is that correct? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. VidCon. Yeah. I've, I've come specifically to, uh, well, just represent, I guess. Because one of the things about VidCon that really pisses me off, it's ideologically homogenous. Everyone right. there, all of the all of the cast. I mean, they're they're not chosen because of their merit. I mean, most like I, I was watching Cat Black's um, uh, panel earlier, and like there, there were people on the panel with like you know twelve thousand subscribers. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not like a subscriber. I talk to people however much, but it's like you can hardly consider this person like an industry authority on YouTube with twelve thousand subscribers. You know, right. it's, it, it, I mean, why is he there? You know, it's because he knows the right people and he thinks the right way. And if you don't think that way, in fact, I mean, I'm directly opposed to the way they think, and we'll get into that. That's the reason we're doing this debate to explain to yeah. people why. Um, and that means that I'm like, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not even, you know, I'm not welcome there. Not, in not regard, I mean, like, I've got six hundred and thirty odd thousand subscribers. Why wouldn't they come to me and say, hey, would you like to do a panel and, and explain to people why you've got this? You know, I mean, they don't go to like, you've got like people like Paul Joseph Watson with a million subscribers, you know, right. TJ Kirk, million subscribers. They don't want to go anywhere near these people, even though these people are, they're making arguments. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with them, but it's not that they're just irrational morons. They, they just hold, hold positions I don't hold. But the, the, the whole like ideological hegemony, and if, if it was more sort of moderate, I probably wouldn't mind, but it's really far left. And it's, I mean, the, the far left have been a real problem, let's be honest. Everyone knows it, you know. So, and that's why Donald Trump won in the end, really, isn't it? Like, you think so? That was, oh, uh, you think it was. They're the ones calling everyone racists. Okay, and you yeah. think that it was a backlash? Now I've heard this argument before. Oh, we yeah. had Chris Reagan on this episode, uh, the show. We we a mm. mutual friend of ours, yeah. and I, I believe he was making kind of similar argument. Or was it uh, some black guy? Uh, some black guy, the YouTuber for the people yeah. who don't know. Um, yeah, I, I love guy. I love that name though because it sounds derogatory, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah. Oh, it's just some black guy. <laughs> yeah, we had a guest on yeah. a couple weeks ago, and we mentioned some black guy, and he was just 
kind of off put and I said, No, 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 that's his that's, that, his, that's channel, his name. Yeah. That's his channel name, yeah. It's like the slants. Did no. you see that? The which one? A band called The Slants. They recently won a court case to keep the name. That's right. And it was just like, yes, absolute win for free speech there. And and I love the fact because they're all Asian and they, they're yeah. obviously just trolling people with the name. Yeah. And, and they there was some t-shirt company that wouldn't produce their t-shirts, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and the, the, they've been upheld, so I guess they're going to have to now. No yeah. way. Well. They have to press t-shirts now? Oh, no, God, I think I, I think they get the right to. Um, what was it? This whole thing is not a win for anyone. The fact it got this far, the <laughs> oh, fact you had God. to go to the Supreme Court to have the name of your band be the Slants. We live in a horrible time. Yeah, but that's the point, isn't it? Every, you know, it's, the, it's these people just calling everything racist. Yeah. you can't you can't tell the you can't tell a bunch of or you know Asian people they can't have a, a name that's satirical of racism towards them. You know, it's or, like telling black people they can't use the N word. You know, well, no, it literally is. It's, I it's, mean, it's like telling black people they can't say anything, but um, you can't tell anyone not to say anything. You can't tell white guys not to call their band the slants. You can't tell. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah I, I, yeah, I can. I can tell whatever I want to whoever I want. You Rucka. can, but don't tell me who I can't tell what they can't but say. I, no, no, I take your point. Though, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, I don't yeah, like I know. that anyway. You yeah. know, I don't like that kind of social control. Well, so um, Sargon, I want to talk to you about this. You feel like there has been a marginalization of right wing views and conservative views. Not, not even right wing. It's 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 anything that's not um, the sort of uh, intersectional social justice. Anything that doesn't fit neatly into this. And into what these people would consider to be uh, acceptable, right? And I mean, I'm like a I'm a center left social liberal, and so I'm not like I'm not in their camp. I you know, and it comes down to whether you want equality of outcome or quality of opportunity. I want equality of opportunity. They want equality of outcome. Then we disagree on the fundamental principle of their ideology and mine, and therefore they call me Hitler. And it's because I'm not even right wing. You know, I want socialized healthcare. I, I want you know, I want a social safety net. I I don't mind uh, you know taxes being moderately high even though technically that's kind of bad for the economy but you know i, I don't mind it you know i, I can deal with it and I, I think it's i think it's a worthwhile trade-off you know I, i've got center-left positions but because i don't arrive at those positions their way right. then they have to say right what you are is alt-right you know you obviously hate the jews you're you're a white nationalist you are you know you you want to kick black people out of the country and all this stuff and i'm like dude i'd have to kick my own father out of the country if i wanted that why you know <laughs> your dad's black well he's half black <laughs> he's half black yeah yeah, yeah, that would make you quarter, a quarter black. That right? would make you a, a yeah. African. You're well, a black guy this whole time. You're black guy. Sargon of Akkad hey. has been a quarter black, and we he has been guy. milking it. Well, the, Let the, the N words fly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> come on. This, this is this is why the alt right hate me. They call me a quadroon. I didn't even know what the word what quadroon was. What does it, that mean? it means someone who's quarter black. Quadroon. Yeah, I'd never even heard the word before, and and they huh. they're saying it to me like I should be offended. I'm like. Okay, <laughs> you know, huh. I don't care, wow. dude. Yeah, you know, it, it bothers yeah. me not a whit. Finally, we got some other black guy on the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. so we got that, some other yeah. black. That's what I'm going to rename my channel. <laughs> some other black guy. Finally, <laughs> yeah. well, Sargon, I, I think I now just to play devil's advocate. Sure. I have shot a bunch of videos. In fact, most of my videos I've shot at the YouTube Space in Los Angeles. Oh. Now, the YouTube Space is a studio that Google has set up specifically for YouTube creators, and sometimes they'll allow people into the creator space who have much smaller channels, yeah. and uh, I don't think that politics is involved in those instances well, as that's much. Good. Yeah, that's good. Because they're trying to give smaller channels an opportunity. Yeah. Now, do you think that it's a, a little bit of that? as well like they're trying to give smaller people creators an opportunity or is it that they're just looking for specific points of view oh um i mean they, they will definitely rationalize it that way obviously well i mean he's only got 12,000 subscribers we want to want to give him you know the opportunity to give him a platform but 
it's because he agrees with you on every single goddamn point. You chose him to give a platform. You didn't choose some alt-right guy who sat there going, you know what we should do? Gas the Jews. It wasn't a bad idea. Hitler was actually a pretty good guy. You know, they're not giving him a platform. There's your right. soundbite for the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tr- <laughs> trust me, this this whole thing, right? I get called alt-right all the time. I mean, there was a there was a BuzzFeed article put out uh, today about me where they were calling me far right. And I'm just saying, what, what would I have to believe to actually be far right. I mean, I have to be a goose-stepping neo-Nazi, right? I, I don't hold any of these positions. It's just, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a free market capitalist, for fuck's sake. You know, the, I, I'm not a fascist. These people want control of the state control of the economy. So, if, I mean, from a technical position, I couldn't be that because I just want the opposite. And, and then, then, and then, then the, you know, they go, well, racism, racism, racism. Okay, but I'm not a racist. So, what, what I find interesting is you made a video a while back, and this is this is a problem I think that myself and many people have had on Twitter um, about getting the Twitter verified badge. Yeah, which you have what like six hundred thousand followers on Twitter, or that's uh, your YouTube channel. Six hundred on YouTube, two hundred thousand on Twitter. Two hundred thousand on Twitter, yeah. which is a, a pretty significant feat. It's I mean, very I, I get I get between like uh, two and four million impressions a, a day. I think it is. Yeah. You know, millions of people are seeing my tweets. And yet you can't get Twitter verified. No. Now, it seems like Twitter verification has become not about having a verified account, but it does seem like there is a little bit of politics involved. Oh, I can't, certainly is. I can't get it. And there's, there, it's not about the size of your, your no. followers. There are people who have 8,000 followers who have it, 10,000 mm-hmm. followers who have it. I've applied multiple times, and they said the verification requirements. Originally, it used to be just so you could verify that your account is official yeah. and you are not one of the impersonators, right? Mm-hmm. I have multiple impersonators Same of here. me constantly Same here. constantly posting things so i say i say okay look i have the i'm the authentic person i send them my credentials i send them mm-hmm. new york times articles yeah uh, wall street journal news actual yeah. news outlets I, who've talked I about i could me. do all of the same yeah i can do all the same and, and they just and they say, don't nope. care it's not about that do you know what it is it's because you are a troll hmm i see i am a i am a troll same here but I'm not so aggressive and and uh, on no, no, Twitter. No. Twitter's not my platform. Well, no. I, what I mean by troll is that you you don't take yourself especially seriously, and so you prepare to have fun with it. Right. You know, you put out a bit of bait for someone just to tease uh, them a bit. Just I used to, to be fer- verified, so I, you, you got it taken away. Yeah, they took it. They suspended my account. This was like 2012 or some shit. Like they they deleted my account and then gave it back to me a year later, but I didn't have the verification See, badge. This, it's, a, it's a fucking mark of status. And we know this from when they de-verified Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah. Milo had been pissing them off because he's a troll too. You know, but, when I say troll, I think it's worth specifying that I don't mean someone who sends people abuse because the social justice right. warriors have effectively redefined it to mean someone who sends me nasty words on Twitter. That's That would not count as trolling in my definition. You know, in my definition, it's it's more like intellectual satire. Right. You know, it's 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 saying things that are going to provoke and they it's up to them just to say you know what i know you're trying to provoke me you know it's 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 about you know getting them to think about what they're saying i i did uh one of the video that's pinned at the top of my twitter account right now yeah. is a troll it's a it's a minute and a half long video talking yeah. about the the uh, cia wikileaks ex, uh, uh, dump that came out that said that they had all these tools that they mm. were using to hack and snoop on people right yeah. they said here's how you can find out if you're affected by this just go to Google Maps and type in your address. If it comes up, you're in the affected area. Yeah. And then I show a, a map of the affected area, and it's the Earth, and it's all red. Yeah. And by the end of it, I'm saying you can find out if your laptop is vulnerable if it has the following feature. Go to the, the manufacturer website and look up in the feature called Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, by the time people finish watching it, 
I love watching people in real life see it, watch the video, because there's there's the slow realization that I've wasted their time. Yeah. And that is my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love wasting people's... It's yeah. just my favorite thing. I love wasting let, people's let, time. Speaking of wasting time, <laughs> let's talk about what happened today. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, shit, Sargon, man. you've yeah. got a story. Okay, so you're here for VidCon, yep. and you yes. went to a panel with Anita Sarkeesian on it. Yes, indeed. Right? Now, let's give a little bit uh, a bit of background for the listeners who don't know who Anita Sarkeesian mm-hmm. is and what you're known for online so that people understand what happened. Um, Anita Sarkeesian is probably the one person responsible for the tremendous schism in the gaming industry between what is effectively gamers and the gaming journalists themselves. Because the gaming journalists themselves are effectively progressive activists. They They are... Many of them are just not gamers. I mean, what the funniest thing in the world was when the what was the latest Doom one? Just the the latest Doom game. What was that called? Just Doom. It was just called Doom, yeah. right? Yeah. The uh, the gaming website Polygon put out uh, the sort of test uh, like thirty minutes of demo footage or whatever, and it was the most embarrassing thing in the world. The guy took like three shots to kill one thing, and it, I mean, it's literally just slowly walking towards him, and he's like, bang, miss, bang, miss, bang, miss. It's like, who the fuck is playing this? It ain't a gamer. It's a progressive activist, and they're just here to push identity politics. And she was unbelievably, I mean, like, every time she puts out a video, Polygon just hosts it on their website for her. Right. You know, they'll put out a web page, Anita Sarkeesian, our Lord and Savior, has put out a new video, and then it'll be, it'll be shit. Her work is terrible. I mean, I can't find anyone who will defend her work. She is the creator. Well, I have friends who absolutely will defend her really? work. Really? Yeah. I, oh, I, I would love to. Him. Let I would me love to, to have him. Him. Yeah, I'd love to have you guys in the same room together yeah. to, to debate this. But yeah. um, her work is largely known for Feminist Frequency, yeah. which she came out with a YouTube series a while back. She raised over $100,000 to did. create a YouTube series about mm. sexism and gaming. And uh, it came out as very controversial. I think it was actually um, portrayals of women in gaming. I don't think it was supposed to be about sexism. Okay. But because literally everything is sexism to her, I can understand why you would make them mistake. Yeah. So, yeah, portrayal. It was a three-part series. uh, Very well produced. I'll give her that. It's very well produced. Oh, the quality was excellent, yeah. But the conclusions that she came to, uh, most gamers totally disagree with because it seems disingenuous. It seems like she's not a gamer. She's not trying to... She's not talking about what she likes about games. She's looking for flaws in games, and sometimes unfairly so. Oh, almost always. I mean, like she just cherry picks. Everyone right. knows she. You know, she'll she'll pick out like a couple of examples, and then I mean, there are times where she misrepresents that as well. Like in Hitman, you know, she'll say you get you you get benefits for murdering the the strippers or something, and in the footage she's using in her video, you can see the guy's points going down. Right. It penalizes because he's you. He's being penalized for it. It's like yeah. Anita, you just lied, or you're an yeah. idiot and you don't know what yeah. Hitman's about. Which I think is more likely, actually. I don't want to just call her a liar, but to be honest with you, the whole like gamer thing, you should. I mean, if you can go back and watch the Kickstarter video, she's sat there going, you know, I, I'm a gamer. I love games, <laughs> and and then she and then uh, was it? I think it was um, Mashable. I think she did an interview with. It might be Mike. It was you know one of these far left outlets right. where she literally said, you know what? It's never been about gaming. It's always been about social justice. It's like, well, there were you just hanged yourself, didn't you? Right. You know, you just said you're not. It's not about gaming. It's about social justice. This means when you go, yeah, I, it's about gaming. I'm a gamer. No, you aren't. And the thing is, there was footage leaked from like 2012, the black and white footage. Everyone and their mother's seen it, and yet she will never never address it, and this, no one will force her to address it. And let's explain what this footage is. She was in a college, doing a talk at a college, Yep. and someone asked her what game she likes, and she said she doesn't really I'm play games. I'm not a gamer. Yeah. I had to learn a lot about video games in making this, and, right. um, and that's a direct quote. Right. I, I actually hate games. So it seems I, you know, disingenuous, her criticism. It's, it's lies. So that's now, the thing. So that's Anita Sarkeesian, and then today, you went to VidCon. You have, you have been very critical of her in your videos. Yeah. But I, I criticize the thing. I mean, the, the, it, basically, what I've just told you is the criticism from my videos. You yeah, know. of her work. 
Yeah. Not her yeah, personally. Yeah, no, no. Her well, word, I, right. I don't know anything about her personally. Of course, although, yeah. Although it's it's quite obvious that she seems to have conned people by saying, I'm a gamer, give me money to do sure. reviews yeah, of games. Yeah, whether or not you're criticizing her, the person, or her words, you're not harassing her and no, saying this. No. You're literally just uh, holding her accountable for what she's posting on the fucking internet. Absolutely. Like, I mean, like everyone does to me, to you, to you. Uh, uh, no, uh, no one has a problem with me. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, no, that's true. You are, you are yeah. universally beloved, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. It happens to everyone, right? Mm. But then she she turns, she turns anything, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? there are people who send her nasty messages, but there's people who send everyone nasty messages. She actually, though, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's an ingenious business strategy. She she weaponizes and monetizes this by saying, hey, look, I'm a victim. Boo-hoo-hoo. Give me a platform. Give me, and, and again, another Kickstarter. She needs another $200,000 to make a video series that's apparently finished, and she needs it to just, I don't know why she even needed it. Right. But, you know, it. It's it's just... It's the marketing strategy for her, you know? And yeah. then she's complaining like, oh, I'm only known for being a victim. You're damn right you're only known for being a victim. Your work sucks. Everyone thinks your work's terrible. And yeah, all you do is talk about... I mean, like the, the panel today that she was supposed to do was just... It's meant to be about, you know, women in general mm -hmm. online. It wasn't meant to be about Anita Sarkeesian getting mean tweets. Right. But that was all it was about. So you went to VidCon today and Anita Sarkeesian did a panel yeah. that you attended. And it was and uh, and so what happened? You sat at the front row. I did sit in the front row. And what did she do? What what happened when, well, you, when she was, noticed? It you? was very interesting. I mean, I was recording it on my uh, GoPro, right? And and so I mean, you know, I, I'd said there were there there were a group for a second. The thing is, this has been a long running thing, and we have been utterly marginalized from the from the word go. They just go, "You hate women, therefore we don't have to talk to you." And this worked when we had small channels. However, now, I mean, my, my channel's half the age of hers and three times the size of hers. You know, her channel isn't growing. My channel's still, you know, growing nicely. So it, it's one of those things where it's like, look, there, there are a lot of people on the other side of this argument, and they are not just misogynist harassers. They are people who have legitimate bones to pick with you to hold you accountable, and she will not engage with them. She has never, to my knowledge, ever engaged with a critic of her work or of her behavior. And... People are rightly pissed off because she has gone into the gaming industry and said, right, as a, and she wields, she commands a remarkable amount of power because, I mean, she got to the UN to speak about people sending her mean tweets. It's like, Anita, don't you think there might be serious issues going on in the world at the moment? But no, no, you've got to waste the UN's time with people sending you things on Twitter. Get fucked. You know, no one's interested in what happens to you on Twitter. It's not important. You know, you're not a victim. Nothing's happening to you. And she can go to any game studio and that i mean many of them she got like she got a huge grant from microsoft because they wanted to virtue signal about how they care about women and stuff it's like dude no one thinks you hate women no one thinks this you know well so my problem i think largely with anita sarkeesian's oh sorry uh, intel it was not microsoft sorry intel oh intel intel yeah, I, I just wanted to be specific that's right yeah yeah so my, my problem, I think, uh, with, with Anita Sarkeesian largely is that she's criticizing how women are marginalized in gaming and the representation of them is sexualized, right? Which, which by sometimes. the way, is, what's that? It's sometimes it is. Sometimes, of course. Yeah. But it's also making the presumption that sexualization is bad. It's the further mm. demonization of sexualization. Mm -hmm. So just because you have a character who's sexual, it's necessarily bad or impure yep. or less than. Which is really a disgusting thing to say about humanity because human sexuality is the thing that makes us most human. That's what that's how we reproduce. That's how we pass each generation on to the other is through sex. And to say that it's this nasty thing because guys get off to it. And by the way, it's not just guys. There are mm. lesbian women who are who are attracted to sexuality, of of, uh, female sexuality in gaming too. But it's more important though because 
women's sexuality, that's uh, it's empowerment as well. Women use their sexuality to get what they want. Sure. Not, all, not all women, obviously, but I know it's silly that I just have to most. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What you're? No, no, no. Well, no, I, there are some women. We're, we're, we're having it, fun. It's, it's, yeah, I know. It, sorry, I, I'm on the defensive because I'm yeah, constantly man. called all kinds of bloody names. Well, I know you're you guys you're in a safe space here. Yeah, this is a safe space, yeah. Sargon. Okay. You're, Finally, you're sitting. Finally, you're yeah. sitting with the most famous uh, man, a uh, misogynist. Is that what you are? Is that what you're known for? I think mm, I'm. More I don't think so. No, no, I don't. Okay. Now we got triggered. Yeah, no. That's what happens when you bring that up. They bring up the M word in the safe space, Rucka. Yeah, goddamn right. Rucka. So Sargon, you went to the <laughs> yeah. t- the panel. And here's what. I, here's so. Here's what happened. You sat at the front row, right? Yeah. And she specifically called you out. And well, she, what? What? I tell you what happened, right? Yeah. What happened? So, the, yeah, we're all sat there, and, and basically, there are a bunch of us because we've come as a group, you know. But that's right. fine because they're on the stage as a group, you know. And so we sat there, and I'm recording, and we we'd all agree that look, what we do is we'd be polite. You know, because sure. and I, okay, let's before I talk about it, I'm address the the issue of harassment because it's something that really pisses me off. Right, there is no reason to send someone a nasty tweet. Sure, it doesn't do anything good. I it agree. doesn't. It just makes you look like a total asshole. You're just going to hurt the feelings of the person. You're not going to refute their arguments. Right. But more importantly, with someone like Anita Sarkeesian, she's going to use that to get money. Of course, you, she is going to grow more powerful. She's going to grow richer, right? F- more famous when you send her a nasty tweet. So, right. For if if you are the sort of twat who does actually send these things, look, think about it from your point of view. You're just making her stronger. Of course, stop doing it. It's totally counterproductive. So, I, and and that's and that's not even me making a moral argument. Of course, it's wrong to send someone abuse. You know, don't abusing people is terrible. Right. You know, but if these people aren't interested in a moral argument, think of self-interest. Look, you're hurting yourself and making her look better. Right. So don't do it. You know, don't. And I've I've said this consistently. And I, you know, I had it as my pinned tweet for like three months or something. You know, just don't do it. It, it helps them and hurts you. So yeah, she, she, they all came on the stage, and then she kind of clonked us. And she, I saw her. She, I, I was sat on the, uh, we, the, it split into two wings, the the left and right wing, and the the left wing had all been uh, reserved, and so we were sat on the right wing of these chairs, and I was sat sat on the far left side of the wing, and uh, I noticed her like looking. I noticed her eyes scanning along the front row from the right towards me. And as soon as she got to me, she looked quite happy because I don't think she knew entirely who those people were. Or maybe she saw that she saw them as contemptible or something like that. But as soon as she got to me, her face became thunderous. And, I mean, you could tell she was like, is that so? And then, <laughs> and then I kind of smiled at her because we had eye contact. I kind right. of smiled at her. And she just got out of the phone and she started texting. Uh-huh. And what she had actually done is text the head of security wow. to say that she was being threatened by oh, us. As gosh. far as I'm aware. Now, that, that's a third-hand report, so that might have to change in future. I don't, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But as far as we know, because a friend of mine called Naomi had gone and talked to the head of security, and that, that's what she said they said. And I had no reason to disbelieve her, obviously, because I wouldn't hang around with lies. Um, and so... They they had been like, well, you know, she was afraid and all this stuff. And, and Naomi's just like, look, she's a public figure on a stage. She should be expected to be able to look at the audience without getting upset. And they were like, yeah, that's a fair point. We didn't get thrown out. Nothing, you know, we didn't do anything wrong. We were just sat there recording. It's not our problem if she doesn't like us. Right. I mean, I don't like her. You've so, never, you've never, this is the first time you've been to the States. You've never been to any I'm of her other God events. No. You're not like a stalker. No. You've never made any threats. No. You've never followed her around. You don't, you don't no. uh, abuse her on Twitter or anything no. well, like that, right? She, well, her, what she said is that your videos are harassing her. How can a video harass someone? Well, it can, yeah, yeah, yeah. but is that what you were doing? No, obviously not. Okay, she you was know, saying I, I, she was saying your videos harass yeah, her. Yeah, she no, no, she actually she she actually said they were just silly videos. 
and oh. and uh, the, she said they were silly. And it's like, well, dude. Oh, she was dismissive of them. Exactly. She's and she's dismissive of harassment. I mean, in in the conference herself, she's like, well, you know, I, and and she actually made literally made this joke. I actually get kind of amused when they come up with a creative insult. I think, <laughs> oh, you put some effort into that. And she literally said this. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll put the footage up on my channel so people can just watch it for yourself because right. she's not bothered. It's it's all an act. It's all a show. Mm. You know, and uh, I then, think you you hit it on the head when it is when you said it is for money because every yeah, time yeah, every yeah. time she cries victim, mm-hmm. oh look at what happened. Now there are times where it has crossed the line. I actually defended Anita Sarkeesian oh, once yeah. when they made the bomb threat and she canceled that Absolutely. that school event. I said, guys, I couldn't disagree more with her, but mm-hmm. this is chicken shit. She oh, has every yeah. right to say what she wants, yep. and same thing with the uh, uh, people, speakers on the right, like uh, Ann, uh, Ann Coulter. Yeah, recently, yeah. she got yeah. uh, she got threatened out of speaking at Berkeley. Yep. Look, guys, you gave her a much bigger platform by banning her, and I think that's what elevated it's the Anita Sarkeesian, effect, isn't it? You know, as soon yeah, as you as soon as, as soon as you're preventing people from hearing something, right. They want to know what the hell they're being denied. Of course, it's dumb. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's so why I gained six thousand followers on Twitter today. <laughs> yeah, so so let's let's get let's talk yeah, about like, that. So what happened during the talk? Yeah, so um yeah, her eye her eyes were scanning across and she got to me and she was thunderous. And uh and I didn't think she was gonna do anything. And but just before, right, um Dave Cullen of the channel Computing Forever had come over and he was like, you know what? If she takes all of this with relatively good humor, what we should do, if she doesn't spurg out and she doesn't if she just gets on like a professional, we should all give her like a standing ovation or something. And I was like, you know, that's a great idea. So, I was, you know, I'm leaning around to the, the guys around. I was like, this is, we should do this. It's a know? nice olive branch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but not only that, it's, it's just because it's not that we we don't want to respect them. Sure. It's that they're being mendacious and you can't be respectful of someone who's actively trying to deceive you and trying to manipulate you. And so we, we were like, yeah, OK, fine. And so we're all quiet and polite. And so after a little while, uh, and not even a little while, like in the first like five minutes, she starts going on about some, uh, you know, some serial or famous harassers. I can't remember the exact terminology, but, and she was looking directly at me. And so I just, I put my finger up and just gave her the okay sign, huh. <laughs> you know, cause, and, and everyone was like, Ooh, cause they Ooh. knew she was calling me and, you know, she was looking at me and I, and I was just like, yeah, I hear you. Like, I hear everything's you. okay. Yeah, you yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's okay. But yeah. I, I just said, you know, don't worry. It's okay. I can, I can take the bands, you know, I can take it. It's fine. I'm not bothered by you doing this. Right. And you would think that would be the end of it. Because you'd think she, she'd think, okay, I've got one on him. Yeah, I've had a little dig. He's gone. All right, I'll take the little dig. I don't know what it was, but she just kept going, and she ends up, she ends up calling me a shithead, a garbage human, and then when I said, look, I just want to talk, she, she told me to get fucked or fuck off or something like that. Wow. And I, I'll put the footage up on my channel when I get home. This is amazing. So you have this footage. I have willing the, to. I was to. filming the footage myself. Yeah. You know, I have amazing. the footage. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I was just like, holy shit. I mean, she's there on a stage with a microphone with a bunch of other feminists as a featured content creator for VidCon. And she's abusing a member of the audience because she doesn't like them. That's mm. inappropriate on so many levels. Yeah. First of all, you're abusing the podium. You're standing there, and you're yeah. You're you're, you're the platform. Then, yeah, you're using you're abusing the platform. You're you're abusing the voice that people have given you. I'm sure yeah. at YouTube for a at personal Bitcoin, personal beef. Yeah, for a personal vendetta to mm-hmm. to single out someone in the audience. Which, by the way, most of the people there were probably sympathetic to her cause and were supporters. So yeah. she, in a very real sense, could have incited a mob to attack you. Then, right? It's yeah. entirely possible. A yeah. mob of little girls. 
No, they weren't little girls. What it is, it's a mob of, um, uh, like, gender-bending transsexuals and beta males. So to be honest with you, I, I'm pretty sure I could have taken them all personally, but I wasn't worried about my safety, really. It was more the... It, it's the arrogance of it, the fact that she's on the stage. She, she's the one holding the power and authority in this situation. And she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a shit on that guy in the audience. I mean, most of the people in the audience probably didn't know who the fuck I was or something. I mean, I, maybe once she sort of, like, had singled me out, maybe they did. But still, it's highly inappropriate. I mean, I paid a lot of money to go to this conference. Sure. I have every right to sit in this audience. Sure. I have every you, were, right... you weren't haranguing her. No, you weren't I harassing said her. nothing. Yeah. Not a word. And I only said something back to her when she had started insulting me. And all I said was, I want to talk. You know, why don't, why can't we talk? And she was like, get fucked, dude, or something, something to that effect. But you, she were, did. you were sitting there and you yelled, I want to talk? Yeah, or? yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Why can't we talk? Okay. You know? And I was angry. I was genuinely, sure. I mean, I was genuinely upset because she's well, like, sure. she just called me. you a garbage person. Yeah, exactly. What did she say? Human garbage? Yeah, yeah, you're a garbage person, you're a shithead, and get fucked, or Do something like that. You think she knows you're a quarter black? No, I didn't. I, I don't think she understands how racist mm-hmm. she is, to be honest. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but the thing is, I was pissed off because I'm not, obviously. And, I had done nothing wrong, you know. I'm sorry. It's, if if the the situation was reversed, I, I mean, I would never ever say that to her like that anyway. Yeah. I would actually ask her to talk because that's all I've ever wanted to do is sure. just sit her down and say, "Look, Anita, there are some questions you need to answer, and you never answer them. And this is why. And there are millions of people who hate, hate mm-hmm. Anita Sarkeesian. And it's not just because she's a raging bigot who says that men are evil sexists who want to hurt women. It's because she just won't come to the mat and answer the damn yeah. questions, right? I mean, one of the questions that she refused to answer was, do you actually believe the things you say? Maddox, do you believe the things you say? When you make a point, do you believe it? Uh, on this show, not always. <laughs> yeah. But you can at least answer the question. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, you know, if the same thing, you know, do, you, do, do I believe what I say? Of course I believe what I say. Yeah. She's like, I'm answering that. Why wouldn't you answer that, Anita? So Why wouldn't you just say, sure? Why don't I? She, she maybe, so maybe she, she viewed that as condescending. Yeah, she took it as, she, an, as like, yeah, you can't be dumb enough to believe what you're saying. Yeah, or you can't be serious. Maybe that's maybe, how she Maybe, but it. again, it's one of those questions that's dogged her whole, whole career. Sure. That people can't believe she believes the things that she claims to believe. Well, I, I believe that um, when she says some of the things that she says that sound especially outrageous and egregious, like, for example, she did this video. I've watched almost all of her videos. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I'm surprised they don't have more views, really, because for being the most outspoken person on her side of the platform, she I imagine she would be equivalent to, say, you where your videos get, you know, millions of views and you have a very active and engaged fan base. Yeah. I think maybe part of it is the fact that she has turned off comments. Undoubtedly. That doesn't old... foster community, does it? I think if she but wants again, to make the... Yeah. Someone asked her, well, you know, well the, the, I think someone was trying to ask her, why do you turn off comments? But they ended up they ended up uh, ending... The, uh, let me finish asking this. Sure. So um, the, the crowd was responding negatively to her, abusing me, right. naturally. Right. And um, Oh, even the crowd that was there for her. Well, not not for her, but there was a crowd for us. And it turned out, you know, because she had targeted me, it then became a crowd in my favor because it became a personal thing between me and her. Sure. I didn't even want to make it. I I, I didn't want to say a damn word to her. You know, I was just literally to hear what she was going to say. Right. And, And if, I mean, I didn't even, I thought she was, honestly, I thought she was just going to ignore me. Because she's always ignored me her whole career. Why would she stop now? Why change the habit of a lifetime, right? And so I thought, right, okay, what I'm going to do is go up to her and ask her, Anita, why did you lie about being a gamer? That's what I was going to ask her, because it's true. She, We know she lied. We've got the evidence that she lied. She's literally said, I'm not a gamer. I had to learn a lot about this stuff to do it. So I can, I'm not in any way defaming her when I say, why did you lie about being a gamer? She'll obviously choose not to answer, but we knew, you know, I want to have at least said, look, you, you've always 
like ran on this platform saying, oh, I'm a gamer, I'm a gamer, you're not a gamer, and you know it. And uh, it would be nice for someone to finally say it to her, you know? Yeah, in the end, I, I, it was weird because, I mean, it, people were pissed off and the tension was so thick. In It wasn't the room, but like the, the area we were in. Man, I mean, like people were stressed. I mean, like because she had contacted security, the security sent down a bunch of people. They didn't do anything to us. They didn't kick us out because we weren't doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And it, this was Anita irrationally acting out and looking... I mean, the, someone tweeted out a picture. I, I, I've, I've kind of got a little bit of a smile on my face because I'm just like, I can't believe she's doing this. And she's got this just gloomy look on her face. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you can see you're fucking up here, Anita. You right. shouldn't be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably going to go down tomorrow and put in a legitimate complaint of abuse and harassment from her because under the VidCon terms and conditions, she has abused and harassed me. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not a victim, but like... I don't see why she should just be allowed to do this. If this were any any other person, if you just wrote on a piece of paper, you said, okay, there's a speaker at an event yeah. who singled out someone in the audience who was staying quiet and listening. And then called them garbage. And called them garbage. And humanized them from right. the platform of VidCon. Just on paper, you would say, okay, well, that speaker's wrong. Oh, That's, yeah. the, and they have and to just on a, on a fundamental level, it's unprofessional. Oh, absolutely. It's unprofessional. These are two professionals mm-hmm. in their industry, you and her, mm-hmm. who... You know, look, she's not obligated to have a debate with you. She's nope. not obligated to answer any of your questions. But nope. but you weren't asking until she singled you out from the audience. Yeah, I didn't say a damn word. Of course. So uh, that's that's interesting. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Um, yeah, the the, um, the Q&A session. They, they were doing question and answer session. Right. I want to get out. And this. This, this ended after about three questions and about ten minutes early because... They could see that, like, a bunch of, like, I don't want to, I'm going to use the term neckbeards, but that's not a pejorative. Um, they, uh, a bunch of, like, uh, you know, people who are opposed to her and who have wanted to ask her questions for a very long time sure. were queuing up. And Joey Salads asked a really legitimate question, and it really pissed me off the way he was treated, right? Right. Um, all right. Well, how was it phrased exactly? So, so Joey Salads. So the panel. Uh, were you at the panel, Rucka? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to take this? Well, Joey got up there and said, "Why do you think only women are harassed online?" Right. Yeah. And the crowd went wild. You know, Correct. every like there was a huge roar and cheer. And I mean, I cheered as well. I put my hand up sure. for it as well because we all get it. You know, it's she's not special. You're not a snowflake, Anita. And they had Joey Salads escorted away, didn't they? They refused well, to Well, they gave him sort of an answer. Like, maybe they said something along the lines of, yeah, everyone gets it a little bit, but we're here to talk about women. Oh, was that... I, like, that they was said, the response, They, they yeah. said something right. like, we don't have to talk about this 24-7, but here we're but here to talk about this. Jo- she told him to she go was, away. She was dismissive, yeah. and then when Joey kind of tried to push it a little further, like, why are you acting like this is a women's issue when everyone that's ever been online has had to deal with yeah. comments, they just said... Uh, this they basically said you're harassing us. You're being yeah, co- yeah, you're being yeah. an asshole. Uh, you're you're a man. You're you're misogynist. Get out. Get him out of here. They had him. Uh, yeah, I can't away. remember the exact language they used, but they they were really dismissive of what is, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and the opinion of the crowd. Clearly, an incredibly valid question. Sure, mm-hmm. I I've been harassed most of my career just sure. from the the get go. It, it's part of it's part of the territory of what I do, uh, what it comes with, and there are times when it's crossed the line and it becomes. Of definitely abusive and yeah. and uh, to stalking territory and doxing territory which is way way beyond the line yeah, yeah. but everybody does experience now to play devil's advocate but for well, both you just guys, uh, one, yeah. one, one thing before we uh, move on I think it's important to remember that Anita Sarkeesian is not innocent of the charge of having people who watch her videos who harass right that I mean I from Anita Sarkeesian supporters I have 
I mean, I've been doxxed. I get messages all the time. My wife has been contacted, and the, the person doing it was trying to break up my marriage with wow. my wife, right? They've they, they obviously sent threats and insults and whatnot. But uh, also, another interesting thing is that during the Gamergate controversy, there was a meetup for Gamergate folks in, I think it was Washington, D.C., and someone from the social justice side, and these people are like a cult when it comes to Anita Sarkeesian. I mean, I, I've seen paintings they've done of her where she's got, where she's like beatified and, and a Byzantine icon with a, a halo around her head, and it's like, what is wrong with you people? I mean, they probably meant it satirically, but still, it looks bad. And uh, someone called in 10 bomb threats to the location that they were at, and, the, the, and in Washington, D.C., calling in bomb threats. Because of her painting was there? No, 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 just because it was people who she hated. Oh, and who were, I see. I mean, she dragged herself into the Game of Get Controversy. Right. She's not a journalist. Right. So why any, why she would think that she's in any way relevant to a, a, a controversy about gaming journalism is beyond anyone. But she wanted to get in because then, oh, oh, I'm a victim. Listen to me, more relevance for any Sarkeesian. Yeah, get, get out, you know. But anyway... Her activists, and, and it's strongly suspected that it was a progressive journalist called Arthur Chu because he was going mental on Twitter when when this meeting was being publicized on Twitter and everyone was like, oh, this is great. You know, and, you know, Milo, Christina Hoff Summers, and a bunch of other, like, you know, celebrities were there. And, like, he was he was flipping out, you know, and he was like, and he literally said, it ends tonight. And it's like, what does that mean, Arthur? Hmm. Why, why? I mean, it ends tonight? What, are you going to strap on a suicide vest or something? And then someone calls in a bunch of bomb threats. So maybe it was him. I don't know. But he's the only lead we've got. I'm not accusing him. Um, But uh, anyway, you know, but someone from their camp has done this, you know, and we never find out who is. And it's it's not like their people don't harass and dogs. And so when she's calling people harassers, like, dude, you've been you've been harassing people in the gaming industry for years. And you I mean, she's such a bigot. She's been she's been out there. And the, the reason that I think like it's i think it's mostly people who are like 15 year old call of duty players who actually send her abuse because i she, on on her feminist frequency website and this is how long i've been dealing with this right uh she put like oh this is 24 hours of abuse i got on twitter and there was something like 126 messages that weren't nice they weren't threats but they were just telling like saying things like fuck off bitch and right. I, you know, and don't send her that you know i'm just saying that was what the sort yeah of don't thing. abuse her and so what i did is i did a video where i was just i literally just went through every single one and i video myself going through who the fuck is this person most of them were coming from the call of duty communities because mm-hmm. she spends a lot of time telling men they're toxic mm-hmm. so she, right. to, and they literally call it toxic masculinity because these kids like playing aggressive you know macho video games like call of duty sure. and stuff like this and she hates that she hates masculinity she hates violence she's She's a sex-negative pacifist. So if it's got guns or titties in it, she's like, oh my God, this is oppressing women. And then she'll call all these people bad people for enjoying this media. They're not bad people for enjoying it. And unsurprisingly, a bunch of 15-year-old kids just tell her to get fucked. But the people who are actually actually having a problem aren't those people because th- that industry that part of the industry is not interested in what Anita Sarkeesian has to say. Right. You know, they literally... There's, I mean, they can't afford to even listen to a damn word. But the people in the other sections of the industry... Who are, who are affected by this, and it's it's more like the activists putting pressure on other game developers and stuff like this, are your your regular sort of gamer neckbeard types. They don't play Call of Duty, they play more, you know, just more regular games, you know, that's a specific community, and they're getting lumped in, and these people are being unjustly treated, and, so, and these are the sort of people who want to say, look, 
we're not oppressing women. I mean, and the worst part about it is these people are usually not wealthy, they're not handsome, they're socially awkward, and they use video games as a way of forming their own communities and escaping the outside world where they are bullied at school. And Anita sure. Sarkeesian comes in and she's basically bullying them. And she was, she's been incredibly divisive to the industry. And she doesn't want to accept that she's a powerful woman. And I shouted that. Look, you are powerful. You, you can go to the UN because people tweet at you. You must be powerful. Right. And she won't accept any responsibility for the way she abuses her power. Now, I think you've hit on the heart of the issue here, which is I think why gamers, a lot of them, the, the 15-year-old kids who are being abusive and re- overreacting reacting, to. Yeah. Right. Which you shouldn't. Don't do that. No, don't. Don't Don't harass her. Don't harass anyone online. Uh, Don't abuse them online. No. Uh, I think the reason they're reacting so strongly is because it's it's like you described. They don't have very many friends. They are socially awkward. They feel... No, no, the 15-year-old kids are different to the kind of neckbeard types. This is what I'm trying to delineate. They're like the Call of Duty gamers and the neckbeards. The neckbeards want to talk. The 15-year-old kids, they don't give a shit. They just want to say, hey, bitch, fuck off, make me a sandwich, blah, blah, blah. And they make make jokes about the slime. But the sort of neckbeards, the people who watch me, we want to talk about what she's saying you know uh, hey dude i, I realize that you know yeah. I'm a fucking and, and she's tying you in with the 15 year old dudes it, exactly yeah. the 15 year old dude's got no interest in any of this but but the sort of neckbeard crew that we want to talk about why you think this because the thing is she's obviously got an inaccurate and one-dimensional view of the world mm-hmm. lumping all men as tremendous like oppressors of women and these dudes are kind of oppressed by society they're not hands i mean uh jordan peterson the psychologist he he said look would you would you rather be a minority or would you rather be ugly Hmm, that's an interesting question. I think I would choose minority. Exactly. Yeah, everyone I'd be was, a hot minority. Exactly. I Every, am a hot minority. Everyone chooses... You're, ta- you're talking one, buddy. Ev- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. Uh, every, everyone chooses minority, because being ugly is a bad thing in society. And unfortunately, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be insulting to anyone who might like my content, but we're not the best-looking bunch, and I include myself in that as well. And this means that, I mean, like, being attractive is a form of social privilege. Sure. You know, there's no doubt about it, you know, attractive people go further in life on the basis that they're attractive yeah and i always ask people i said point to an attractive homeless person yeah exactly doesn't exist Uh, yeah we're in la it's a bad bad example but but anywhere Um, else in the world there are no attractive listen by the way this is why i've always said like i've always all these anti-feminists like why don't you guys fucking clean up a little bit trim your fucking (laughs) facial hair uh, yeah get get in shape fucking win fucking get some get a hot girlfriend like just fucking i don't know like yeah yeah i mean there's there's definitely i mean win you can win yeah 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 that's that's and it's it's because i think a lot of them lack self-confidence and they don't I guess they feel that they can't win you know and so they don't even try and so what they do is they think well actually what I'd rather do is just escape into the the sort of community of video game nerds and this community has always been really inclusive I mean like I mean, it's always been incredibly mixed mixture of racial uh, diversity, but it's always it's always been inclusive of women who want to come in and act as the community acts, you know, and you know, like the social misfit women who go in, you know, and you've always had them in every. I mean, I've been in like you know Dungeons and Dragons, board games, all this sort of stuff. I'm such a nerd. I always have been, and there have always been a handful of girls, mostly guys, but you know, there's always been a handful of girls who are kind of socially awkward, and we all you all hang out, and you you include you you're accepting of everyone, regardless of whether they're a bit weird because you've got an interest you've got a hobby you get on with it and you play the games and whatnot she doesn't want to do any of that she wants to come in and divide and you know rule effectively and she's marginalizing these people and these people are the ones who pay their money to build these communities they made this sure you know she can get bent she's got no right well it's uh it's fascinating and i can't wait to hear what happens because oh, this is yeah. day two day two of uh yeah, the next yeah. day the day uh, the panel number two which yeah, you're yeah, going this to was day one 
tomorrow yeah, is day, day two, two, and she's on a panel with uh, herself, obviously, and Boogie two nine eight eight. And oh, I, I, lo- I love I love Boogie two nine eight eight. He, he's right up there, competing for the top spot of my just favorite people on the internet. It's just it, it's just individuals of good character. You he know, is. I like. I mean, I, I Anthony Fantano, Boogie two nine eight eight, and yeah. John Tron. Even through the controversy, John Tron is still a man of good character, huh. even though he fucked up in this debate and he was misinformed about a bunch of stuff. These are good people i don't know john tron but i do know boogie 2988 uh real quick before we move on we need to we need to get to the debate from last week it's gonna be a long episode it's gonna be a long episode it's a special episode it was important to talk about quality stuff we don't get sargon here every week but we should you should fly out here yeah come out dude you gotta play crash yeah it's thanks man i appreciate it it's a hell of a flight it is well guys we should talk about the debate from last week last week we had on joey salad yeah oh yeah my hero and we had, and I just did his podcast recently, which was super fun, mm. uh, just bonkers. But it ended up being a really fun and good podcast with him and his girlfriend, Tanisha, uh, South African. So mm-hmm. he's dating an African-American. There you go. There you racist? Go. I think not. He's dating a white he, girl from South Africa. Yeah, but he's he, probably, oh, she's white. She? She's, oh, yeah, she's, she's yeah. She's oh, so white. he's definitely white. I mean, he could have got a black girl from South Africa, but he was like, no, no white well, white. Well, he's I don't think he, Jerry I don't think confirmed racist. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did, he did wear a Ku Klux Klan hood during our interview <laughs> at some point. So there is that. Uh, where, where did you get that from, Joey? <laughs> his closet. <laughs> How, where did you get it to put it in the closet? <laughs> he's, and he's just like, he's like, well, I made the hood. I'm like, I can see that. It looks like shit. And then he, and then, but the robe, the robe, he didn't. He goes, well, no, I, I I bought the robe. It's a wizard costume. I'm like, yeah, a grand wizard costume, Joey. <laughs> and then at some point, I was like, what are you doing with your life, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I met him today. He was, he was a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah he's nice. a super nice guy. Yeah, not, yeah. I, I don't think there's a racist bone in his body, no, but no, he no. he d- he is uh, doing. He's he, not many racist bones. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he nice, is doing. He's nice. doing. He told he told me his LMO. He said, look, it's it. I'm running a business, mm-hmm. and this gets views, and it it gets p- a controversy, and it gets people watching, and it's a uh, you know. It's, it's how I make my, my living. So. And nobody needs to be perfect, but you have to be a good person and work hard, which he does. He's been releasing videos every Monday at hard. 3 p.m. since fucking forever. Yeah. And all you critics listening at home, oh, I don't like Joey Salads. What have you done lately? All you do is sit and fucking talk shit. Why don't you produce some fucking content? Yeah. Well, Stop I, masturbating. I, yeah. I, I actually spoke to him. He was like, look, basically, like with with the prank stuff, it's... You know, if it, yeah, the prank stuff, yeah, it's it's overblown. You, you know, don't it, it's for it's for the views, it's for sure. the laughs, it's, it's entertainment. But when he goes and does something like the serious news, like he went to Sweden to see about the the ghettos and stuff like that, and him and Tim Pool right. both came back with exactly the same answers. Yeah. Oh shit, there's a problem in Sweden, you know. And I'm telling you, as someone who lives in England, and we've got the same sort of problems. There is a problem with these communities. They become. In, uh, I won't get into it, but like the, it, he, he was saying, look, when I when I when I cover anything that's like a, a political event, dude, I'm never going to try and fictionalize that, and I've got no reason to disbelieve it. I mean, yeah. Why would he? It was silly, silly to do so. Well, so last week, Joey on the podcast, we yeah. had the debate on whether or not Michelle Carter. Now she's the girl who I think at the age of 17 or 18 had texted and coerced her boyfriend to commit suicide. Oh, I heard something about this. I yeah, know. and he committed, he killed himself. Oh, fucking hell. And they released the transcripts of these texts. Mm, it was, ma- male it was, privilege, huh? It yeah. was... It was very egregious these these texts. Uh, I mean, the guy the guy was clearly suffering from depression yeah. and a whole host of mental issues. Oh, he took been, advantage. He's been of oppressing him. women his whole life. Typical. Wouldn't you kill yourself at one point? Yeah, no, I don't. Imagine I don't the guilt that builds up. <laughs> so so we asked Too the soon. audience. We asked the audience whether or not she was guilty or it was free speech. And with eighty five percent of the vote, guilty harassment. Inside guilty. 
No, she was absolutely guilty because, and the judge based it entirely on, it all came down to one phone call that she made to her friend. And on this phone call, she said to him, she said, she said to her friend, it was my fault. I could have saved him. I could have stopped it. She said that. She admitted that to her friend. And it absolutely was. If you read these transcripts, the kid was having second thoughts. He got out of the cabin, which, by the way, he's already sitting in this cabin and being in. in, uh, How did he kill himself? Breathing these gases in. Oh, right. Yeah, she. she, He basically, I think he got a generator, like a gas generator, and put it in the back of the truck. Carbon dioxide poisoning, right? Right. And put the hose into the the cab. And then, even then, after breathing the gas and fumes for a while, he said, I don't want to do this anymore. And she texted him and said, Get back in. That's how, uh, that's well, how, yeah, I think she sounds pretty fucking guilty to me. Yeah. Holy shit. And speaking of noxious gases, I also talked about a case where someone was arrested for flatulence <laughs> and I asked, <laughs> what? I asked, this was a while ago and I asked the audience, should excessive flatulence be illegal? And with a 67% vote, the audience voted no. <laughs> No, Only not illegal. 67%. How can you make flatulence illegal? I'll tell you what. I looked up the case. <laughs> it was a cop a while ago who yeah. was fucking around at the at the <laughs> at the office or whatever, the unit, and he farted in another cop's face and the cop oh, pressed right. assault charges again. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, oh I, Jesus Christ. Yeah. We should get some voicemail. I got some voicemail. Um this guy I think this guy's a hater. Uh listen to this. Listen to this dude. You know what? I started listening to more of this episode. Man, you guys sound like a bunch of children who know nothing, and you're arguing about crap you guys don't know anything about. Go back to arguing about pizza. My God, that was a great episode. The pizza episode, hands down, greatest episode ever. <laughs> These, like, philosophical debates on serious issues, and you guys talking about all this shit, like, it's absurd how stupid you guys sound. <laughs> I, I love the way he comedy. still sounds kind of amused. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's still, yeah. like... Yeah. Oh, you guys are children. You guys yeah. don't know shit. Talk yeah. about pizza. Yeah, talk about pizza. You f- and here's the thing: how is that an intellectual topic? It, well, here, it, how is how is anything he said a valid criticism? He just said we were shitty, but he didn't say specifically how it was. It wasn't constructive. You didn't address anything we actually said. You know what? Here's some here's something we do know a lot about. That's right, you're douchebag of the week, shithead. Yeah. Why don't you learn a thing or two about criticism before you criticize the critics? Yeah. Uh, I don't like you. This is my criticism. Oh, thanks um, very much. Here's a call about Joey Salads. Listen oh, to this. Shit. Man, I'm listening to this episode with Joey Salads, and I gotta say, the guy sounds like... Oh, and it cut off. Nice fuck up. So, yeah, so that guy called in to criticize Joey Salads. He called multiple times, right. and he called in again to try to correct his fuck up, but you mm-hmm. know what, guy? Yeah. That's right. You're douche a douchebag. You're also a douchebag. <laughs> That's right. Um, here's another one about a, a, a caller... From the same county that the girl was found guilty in. Listen to this. All right, so I'm actually from Bristol County, and you guys are actually missing a major, major point of the story. So, what happened was the girl was actually fucked. <laughs> <laughs> nice wow. try, idiot. <laughs> so I love how when they call in to correct us, they fuck up. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, here's another one. We haven't had one of these calls in a while. But uh, we had a controversy yeah. on this podcast. Wow. Now, do you have Domino's in Yeah, lunch? pizza. Do you like it? Is it? I don't eat a lot of takeaway, to be honest. Okay, well, that's smart. That's but smart. I don't, I don't dislike it. Well, the, no offense. The British are not known for great food. Hmm. No, no, but so that's American food, so don't get me wrong. That's why I don't eat it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> damn. He got you there, buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a call. <laughs> here's a call about Domino's versus Papa John's. Uh-oh. Hi, Maddox. 
I'm calling for the first time, so I'm super excited. I know I'm really late to the party, but I was away for six months in France studying abroad. But I live in New York, and right near the Culinary Institute of America, I constantly see both Domino's and Papa John's delivery cars going into the school. And if those kids are supposed to have, like, the greatest palates and they're supposed to be professional chefs and they prefer Papa John's and Domino's, I think everybody is right. So, yep, that's pretty much it. Love the show. Rucka, you're great. Mikey, you're great. Bacchanazzi. Bacchanazzi wow. to you, too. It's like the most positive human being I've ever heard. It's yeah, like one, one of the most nice positive. Person, yeah. yeah, one of the most positive. Why, why not the rest received. of the world? Why can't we all just be like that? Yeah. Well, here's a call that's not very positive. Uh-oh. Listen to this. Yeah, you guys are talking about this uh, girl's court ruling. Like, it isn't judicial activism. You know, Marbury versus Madison gave the courts the power of judicial review. Not the power to write laws like they think legislatures are too slow on. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't expect any of you to know that. You know, seeing as none of you have degrees. Yeah. Uh, Rucka, uh, you know, thanks for holding down the fort. You know, yep. Uh, for all of us moderates, Maddox, you are a moderate. Every time you get political, I want to just challenge you to a duel. You know, <laughs> you should take just rip the off. fucking white glove off and smack you across the nose with it. Do it. Shouldn't Do be it. too hard to miss. Then I shoot you in the fucking leg. You walking home looking like one of those sad hobo clowns. You know? <laughs> this guy's also. Anyway, Mikey, uh, keep up the good work. Keep up Last the good guy work. Maddox said I didn't know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like one of those yapping dogs, you know? Just want to punch it across the room, abuse it a little. You know what can't tackle on you? All right, now, now he's going too far. Anyway, Maddox, you're bald and ugly and always will be. So have a nice day, asshole. Uh, what a fucking piece of shit. Can you believe that guy? Talk about human garbage, am I right? Where's Anita when you need her? Yeah. <laughs> we should get Anita on this podcast. Are you going to yeah. tell him he's wrong there? Yeah. <laughs> first of all, first of all, shithead, for your minute and a half long fucking forever phone call, complaining about yappy people who talk too much, why don't you lo- do a little self-reflection, dipshit? <laughs> wow. Why don't you time your phone calls from now on, that's, moron? That's deep. Every second of this podcast is valuable. True. Yeah. yeah. We make those mad stacks on Madcast. Yeah. So stop wasting our time. Here's one last call. We got we got to get through these. Yeah. Um, this one uh, this is a caller call out. Ooh, when oh, callers shit. call out other callers. Yeah. yeah. Here it is. <laughs> it's on. Fucking guy who called in talking about, oh, Maddox isn't a real Pantera fan because he didn't say the complete name of that song. And fuck that guy. This is bullshit. You claim to follow Maddox and love him so damn much, but you're sitting here, you can't even find a valid criticism for him. All the shit he says, and that's what you're going to come up with. Is, you don't say the last three words of that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and fuck that. Fuck you. You clearly have no idea what you're talking about and do not appreciate Maddox's genius. Punch a Nazi, but also punch that guy. Yeah. yeah. Smart. I like that guy. Finally, a good caller. <laughs> so only uh, four douchebags of the week this week? Only, <laughs> only Yo, three, I think, yeah. Sargon does a segment on his channel, uh, This Week in Stupid. Yeah. We're going to start forwarding you our, our callers. Oh, every oh my Christ, gosh, man. yeah. Uh, yeah, your content for days. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, there's only so much I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've seen uh, we've all be, we've all seen Twitter. There's, <laughs> Jesus, it's uh, it's yeah. it's the worst. Um, all right, guys, we should move on to the debate though. Coming up at the end of the show, we've got some quick news headlines. But joining me again, as always, is my first hand on staff moderator. Let's hear his buzzer. There it is. And Sargon, as our guest this week, let's hear yours. And yeah. here's mine. If you guys hear any of these buzzers, that means one of us disagreed with the other, or someone made a factual mistake. 
we may have said a fallacy, a contradiction, and we're free to call each other out with these buzzers or yeah. just chime in if we want to talk. But we want to talk about the debate this week. Guys, with gender identity politics constantly in the news, there seems to be a growing trend that seems disturbing to some. White identity. Now, white people are jumping on the bandwagon with a Me Too for their own cultural identity, which some have decried as racist. So... That leads us. Ooh. You'll get to your objection in a second if I can finish this fucking intro, Rucka. Go ahead. Buzz your buzz. Go ahead. Yeah. So it leads us to the debate this week. Should white identity exist? What? What's Wh- your objection Wh- already? Wh- white people are jumping on this too? How many people are actually part of this white nationalist, white identity movement? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that okay. in a minute. But that's the debate this week. All right. Yeah, I, I chose it because I am a sucker for punishment. Or I get called alt right all the time, and I'm just sat there like, dude, I am against identity politics of all forms. I don't, I don't care if you're white, if you're black, if you're female, if you're gay, if you're. I mean, just don't tell me. Look, I have a thing about me. It's not an argument. I don't give a shit. I have a know? thing about me. Everybody wants some fucking thing, and yeah. you know what? It's extended more than just race and yeah. gender. It's also fucking food. It's your gluten allergy. Yeah. It's your veganism. Dude, I'm left-handed. I deserve some I deserve special treatment. Fuck off do I deserve special treatment right. being left-handed. Get out of it. All right, Rocco. So you were at your objection what? was that you're saying white people there isn't a white identity? Is that what your objection is? No, I, you were framing it in a way that like there's this ma- massive yeah. like like white, white people aka literally everyone in America has now joined this thing. It's like a fucking tiny fucking group of people that are playing the same ridiculous game that you assholes have been playing for a long time. You with your Mercedes and your fucking bucket of cologne that you pour on your head every day. Okay. You with Racist. Your- Here we go. You cross yeah. the line, okay? Stereotypes. Yeah. All right. yeah. yeah. Nice going, Hitler. I did it. There you go. There you go. Call somebody <laughs> Hitler and uh, the debate is over. So you're playing the SJW side very well already, Go. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we should say that yeah. that uh, on the show, especially for first time listeners, I know Sargon, a lot of your listeners uh, will be hearing the show for the first time. Uh, we argue both sides of a debate, and then you decide which side is more persuasive. On madcastmedia.com, go to the website. You can vote on which side you agree with more. And then next week, we talk about who won that debate. Mm. So check it out, and we are going to argue this. Now, which side of the debate do you want to argue? Right. I'm, I'm going to take the all-right side, because I... Which is th- which is what? Uh, which is that white people deserve an identity. And when they, when, when someone like Cat uh, Black, and I say Cat Black, so I watched a, a panel with her today. She was literally saying, oh, I've embraced my blackness. And before I was just a normal person, just being like everyone else. But then I realized I could in- embrace my blackness. I hate that kind of crap. What does that even mean? It sounds like she's just embracing a stereotype. Embracing you know? her blackness? Yeah, she's just yeah. embracing the fact that she's black and she can use it against other people, right? Well, if you don't define it, that could mean anything to anyone, which is... Well, they, they have the, a definition. I, that's what I was Oh, they did have a definition. Yeah. Okay, Rucka, um, yeah. and, and Sargon, yeah. you guys are like, oh, no. What? This is just a small pocket of Americans who have white identity. <laughs> Wrong. I have evidence here. Let's hear oh, it. Okay? Yeah. This is an article from New Republic. It's titled, The Rise of White Identity Politics. Oh, yeah. Let me guess. Sargon. What? Sargon is on the list. Am I in this list? Yeah, I guarantee fucking Dave Rubin. Oh, fucking, my God. If we're in there. I guarantee you're on the list. Read the full fucking that's, article. That's, you're on I, there. I will not. I will not read the full article. That's fucking perfect. Oh, hold on. <laughs> New, New Republic has a headline. I guarantee fucking Chris nah, Ray Gunn is, on, is on the list. On, I think New Republic are actually fairly reasonable. Uh, I think, I mean, I think they're talking like, when they say the rise, they're probably thinking like, you know, like Richard Spencer 
chance to gain like 500 subscribers or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the subtitle of this article is it says here the age of Trump largely exists because of a resurgent white racial identity. Oh, Jesus, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're, maybe they're nuts. Well, New Republic generally is a yeah. right leaning yeah, yeah, yeah. publication. I, I, right? I don't find them to be wacko SJW stuff. So right. Normally yeah. They're, they're and, pretty right leaning. Wall Street Journal are also, they tend to lean right and they fucking turn PewDiePie into Hitler. So, like, just because they mm. tend to lean right doesn't mean they're not jumping on this oh my God. fucking. No, that's true. How, how about we get to the Listen, evidence? By the way, hold on. Even if this white identity thing was fucking big, even if it was the majority of white people, it they would be that would be white people playing the same game everyone else has been playing for decades. Yeah, it would be them playing catch up with the same oh, retarded know. fucking pointless game. This race to the bottom that where nobody wins. The winner is the biggest loser. You're a fucking loser. You won this game. Congratulations. You're a victim. Thanks for ruining the debate, Rucker. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I'll get my little wrap up. Yeah, but yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you guys do your thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Little wrap up. You keep pulling me into this. I know, I you keep turning shit. to me. I'm not pulling shit, When did shit, the fucking Rucker. deputy moderator commanding bottom hand on bitch staff. Get, a cha- get, get the right to j- interject? You keep pulling me into I'm this debate. All right. Go ahead. Good. Read your little article. Can I just get to the fucking evidence before yeah. you shit all over it? Uh, Ad hominem evi- attack. Hold on. We got evidence. Let's yeah, hear okay. the evidence. Someone wrote something. Strawman Ali over here. Someone wrote something. Yeah, someone wrote something. That's a evidence. scholar, an academic, or someone. Oh, academic. Yeah. Coming, what do you from got? A, coming from a fucking dropout. <laughs> oh, you're a fucking dropout. I am the, C- I am the fourth academic on the show. Sargon, how much schooling have you had? What's the highest level of school? Uh, I went to university, and uh, I did computer science, and I hated every second of it, so I left. After okay, the we year. all did. We all hey, did. I got two years in, so, you know. Oh, two years? Aha, four years over here, and oh, I dropped out with one test left to go, and he dropped out of community <laughs> college. Therefore, I am the foremost academic. No. I, I, spent, I, I might have spent more than four years in and out of community college. <laughs> I could probably have a PhD Look, by he, now. He's using the fact that he was set back a few years as an advantage here. Leave, let him have it. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So Go as ahead. the foremost academic here in yeah. this room, okay, can I read this learned Go man's ahead. article read here? Read your little article. New Republic. It's on your guys' side. It says here, many political commentators credit Donald Trump's rise to white voters' antipathy toward racial and ethnic minorities. However, we believe this focus on racial resentment obscures another important aspect of racial thinking. In a study of white Americans' attitudes and candidate preferences, we found that Trump's success reflects the rise of white identity politics, an attempt to protect the collective interests of white voters via the ballot box. Whereas racial prejudice refers to animosity toward other racial groups, white identity politics reflects a sense of connection to fellow white Americans. What do you think of that, Sargon? Is that, is that pretty accurate, do you think? Um, I, 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 mean, I, I don't know how much of a, an impact the, that it had. I mean, there are certainly people who do think that. I mean, Richard Spencer is the poster boy of this movement, and that's, that's exactly his argument, you know. And, but I, I really think it's important to know that I don't believe in any of this nonsense. This is, this is completely antithetical to my political beliefs, but I understand their political beliefs well enough to argue this. So, um... That's why I'm doing it. So but what you're doing the, is what? You're arguing what position? I'm arguing that we should have a white racial identity. Okay. So and, the, and that, the worst part is I think I've got some strong arguments for it. And this is purely yeah. rhetorical. Where so you're yeah. saying, okay, yeah. why do you think that we should have a white racial identity? Because the SJWs have a black racial identity. Well, when you say SJWs, you're lumping. That's a huge category. Well, of yeah, well okay, yeah, yeah. But the 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 hard left, you know, the the sort of like. 
you know, and it's not just white. I mean, black. I mean, you know, the Latinos and every racial category apart from white is allowed a racial identity. I mean, even Jews are allowed a racial identity, and then they'll then they'll lump themselves in with white people. So it's it's. I mean, and then white people, if, if these are the sorts of rhetorical weapons used to make arguments and win arguments, white people are being left deliberately defenseless. It's a reaction or response to their identity politics. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. And if that's the case, then we're, we're heading to the bottom. But and the, if, yeah. the worst part about that is it's also the alt-right argument. I mean, they, they will say, well, everyone else has it. Why can't we have it? Right. And the SJWs go, well, that's evil. And so, okay, but if, if, having, if, if having identity politics is evil, then you're fucking already evil, aren't you? Well, that's exactly the problem with, I think, that most people have, myself included, with the demonization of white people. Absolutely. Because they're saying, okay, well, it's tit for tat. Look what you're doing to us. We're going to do it to you. Guys, what that's going to result in isn't going to be equalization, isn't going to be equality, isn't going to be fairness. What it's going to result in is a new class of victim, and it's going to be a white victim. You see this all the time. It's all... and. I don't like using the term anti-white, but I can't think of a better term when they say white people are shit. I mean, how is that not anti-white? And it's, it just stokes the fire of the alt-right. I mean, it gives them a real victim complex because they really are victims of people who are being racially discriminatory on the basis that they are white. But you you can't do that back, obviously, because that's racist. But they've made up an excuse on the on the SJW side. Yeah. Say, actually, well, we're, we're not really being racist. Yeah, you fucking are, and you know it. Right. Um... Now, one of the worst things I've ever heard, the worst ideas I've ever heard, modern idea, mm. is, and, and it comes from women's studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I a surprise. Fe- fe- feminist <laughs> literature. It is Shock. I've seen it in a textbook. I don't know. I, I need to source it and see if it's a yeah. real textbook this came from. But it is, it's a line that says, you cannot be sexist against men. Oh, it's real. Because uh, you cannot be sexist against anyone who holds all the power in an institution. Yep, that's real. And therefore... You can say or do whatever you want, and it's not sexist. Yeah. It's a fallacy. It's a 100% fallacy because it's making the presumption that there is a society where there is a ruling class and a ruled class, mm-hmm. right? But if you take your, yourself out of your fucking paradigm for five seconds and look at another country like India, where there might be two classes that rule equally, men and women could be ruling equally, right? Then can I you be sexist are. against men? Well, the, okay, so... Okay, this goes into like the details of uh, social justice ideology. It's it's entirely focused around power because everything about it is power plus privilege. And so whatever it is whether it's men, whether it's white uh, white people, whether it's cisgendered people, not trans people, if, if you are the dominant group, you are considered to have power. Right. Right. Now, the unfortunately, this is true. But it is unfortunate that it has to be this way. Right. There is there is simply no other way because. What, what that means is that the minority has to agree and assent to the conditions set by the majority. Because otherwise, you have the majority who are being dictated terms, effectively dictated the conditions to by the minority. That's an aristocracy. That's the problem with aristocracy. The reverse is a democracy. And you know, the, the power of the people, the power of the majority, that's how we are going to essentially maintain our freedom. Sure. Otherwise, we're going to have an aristocratic class of people who are literally, they're going to run around telling you what you have to do, and they will be the minority. Where is the legitimacy for what so, they're doing? So the two options are a, a small group bo- uh, ruling over people or a large group of people ruling over uh, the minority? Well, how, they, they, they also rule over themselves. How about just a set of principles that, that allow us to be free? 
Oh, I agree. I mean, that's yeah. uh, but the, but in principle, I mean, like it's it's not it's in no way just to have a minority group of of any people. I mean, norm in in past eras, it was aristocrats, you know, rich, powerful, wealthy people who commanded armies and whatnot, ruling over the vast majority of the plebeians, sure, like feudal times. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. and it becomes oppressive because these people. Well, it is oppressive. Uh, of course, it is. Yeah. yeah, right. And but it's not oppressive to have the majority having the majority rule it can't be i mean that's what the democ- that's what a democracy is that's that's the benefit of a democracy they're not being oppressed by a minority of the people in their society yeah but people are being persecuted though right i mean no. if most germans wanted no, we're not to persecuting black people we're not persecuting women they're lying. They're making it up that they are yeah, being Yeah, I, I guess I, I, I took issue with the, yeah. the thing about the majority versus the minority. Yeah, yeah. There's this but false the, but, dichotomy. But absolutely, anyway, but, we, but we're not, not going to sit there and go, well, you know what, yeah. just because you want this some way, then everyone has to assent to your demands. We don't. Yeah. And we're not going to. And it's crazy to think that we will. And the worst part about all of this, right, is that when they say, right, anti-white, 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 by the way, white people are not allowed an identity. Well, unfortunately, you've created the identity by just coming down their throats for them being white. Eventually, you're going to get, I mean, it's inevitable that Richard Spencer or some facsimile of him is going to pop up and say, you know what? White people are actually pretty good. Look at all the benefits of being white. Look at our glorious history. Look at Rome. Look at Greece. Look at democracy. Look at, look at all the intellectual achievements of white people, because these are all true. You can't take that away. White people have achieved a hell of a lot. And then suddenly, if white people go, you know what? I'm not a piece of shit. I'm actually great. In fact, now we are going to have, yeah, white people. And now we are back to basically the colonial era. And well done, social justice warriors. You made that happen by persecuting white people Sar- and trying to make them feel guilty. Sargon, that is a fantastic argument. Thank you. For my side of the debate. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a case. Go ahead. Um, uh, I'll go on. <laughs> I'll go on with this uh, this article here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it makes kind of some kind of interesting yeah. points here about about the rise mm. of white identity. It says the concept of garden variety white racial identity stands in contrast to conventional wisdom. In the last three decades of scholarship on whiteness as a race, the prevailing views has been that most whites fail to notice their own whiteness in a society dominated by white people whiteness simply fades into the background just as fish fail to notice the water around them whites are unlikely to think about how they are members of a distinct group now i'll say this personally look i'm ethnically armenian uh i'm not i'm not uh, white enough to be considered white and i'm not uh, brown enough to be considered anything that gets me any fucking advantages nah, you have, can, you, have you, you tried going on the young turks no, I don't know. I say I, I know so little about the Young Turks except they're they're. Oh uh, my god! Like yeah. I, I tell okay. him all the time. He needs to milk his his yeah. ethnicity. He needs how, how though? How can someone just give me just something? Fucking for- act like a victim and say whatever the fuck you want. The Armenian genocide reference. That. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. That probably happened. You know what the the Armenian <laughs> right, the Armenian genocide was co- was conducted by a political party called the Young Turks. Yeah. They killed 1.5 million Armenians. <laughs> the right? Young yeah. Turks did. Yeah, Cenk Uyghur is a Turkish man who names his TV show after a genocidal regime, and then his co-host is an Armenian. Right. That's so Imagine weird. Imagine if a German guy called his party the Hitler Youth, and then got a Jewish guy to be his co-host. <laughs> That's what Cenk Uyghur is doing, and nobody ever wants to. Well, like, was the Young it. Turks primarily motivated by killing? Armenians, or was it just like a well, political movement that happened it, it to was also just, commit it, a genocide? Yeah, <laughs> it, what's the distinction there? <laughs> I mean, how long did the Young Turks last for? I, I, well, I, I come up. I, I don't know. It's just, it, I just I don't know enough about the Armenian genocide because for the most part we don't. It was, really talk it was about a deliberate it. campaign of genocide. They marched them through a desert, and let them all starve to death on this yeah. this giant death march that killed 1.5 million. There's photos of it everywhere. You can you can look it up. Yeah. It's really fucking awful. Of and Jenk has denied it. 
in pro- in past times. I think I think after enough people were like, you know, it actually did happen. He's gone. I think he's kind of backtracked on this slightly, but still, okay. Now now, Cenk, your your show is still named after a genocidal regime, and now you admit it's a genocidal regime, and you still have an Armenian, one of the one of the genocided group on your show. What are you going to do about that? Nothing. He doesn't want to talk about it. Why would you want to talk about it? I, I had no idea, actually, until today about any of this with the Young Turks or the it's name of the obscure. group or anything. And the thing is, the Young Turks is also, it's it, in, in English, it can also mean like uh, an upstart group because oh. they were a revolutionary group. Okay. Um, and that's why he's chosen it. And I guess the, uh, the genocide denial was kind of important for him choosing it. And he'd written a paper on this and everything. Interesting. So it's not like he hadn't, like he just didn't know. Well, he'd, he'd, he'd thought about this. You know? know, what's interesting about him having an Armenian co-host and, and this is the criticism that Milo Yiannopoulos gets also for being a gay person who mm-hmm. is uh, on the alt-right end of the spectrum. Uh, he, no, he's actually not right. Cause this is the thing. People don't know what the alt-right is. And th- this is why they will. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a social liberal and I get called alt-right and all they're saying is like, it's not progressive. The alt-right is a white identitarian movement, very traditionalist, very Christian, mostly as far as I can tell. Um, they are collectivists. They are identitarians. They, they are, very much concerned with white Europeans. Milo is a gay Jew. Right. He's not traditional, obviously. He's flamboyant, excessive. They hate him. They absolutely hate him. What it was it was the sort of like center right Republicans who really quite like Milo. They're all, you know, they're pro Jewish, you know, they're pro Israel. The these people are sort of and they've been they've been they've been beasted around by the far left for a long time just with them screeching hey you're a fucking white male and stuff like this and these guys well well, yeah i am what's wrong with that well white people have done evil things blah 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 blah. and so when milo came along they can't just go well you're a fucking white male he's like well i don't give a shit i'm also a gay jew fuck you blah 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 and he's got good arguments against them too so it's they they hate milo like he's satan because of this and but the alt-right, they did, Milo, when he was on his ascendancy, the alt-right was... I mean, if you went to their message boards, and I read everything. I literally read everything I can get my hands on, because I want to understand what people think. And they were like, there is a gay Jew nigger fucker on our team, and he's kicking the, the ass of the left. And the, this is another thing. Milo only, only sleeps with black guys, which is not exactly favored by a white identitarian movement who are trying to preserve the right r- white race. I don't know, Sargon. If you follow his Snapchat, he may be sleeping with more than some, than some black guys. <laughs> There's some there's some funny snaps going on. I'll okay, just say but, that much. But you know what he he yeah. li- he likes black guys. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and so the alt right who are, you know they're, they're anti miscegenation and all this sort of stuff. They and they're anti abortion. They're you know it's and they're just like we hate Milo, you know, and they hate literally everyone who doesn't adhere to these principles. In the same way that the social justice warriors hate everyone who don't agree to, with theirs. It's, well, it's so ridiculous. What, These people are just idiots. When they say, oh, everyone's all right, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, here's the problem with the rise of white identity politics, okay? And and this is the problem with any identity politics, mm. is that you are trying to create stereotypes. You are literally creating yeah, groups of yeah. people who are supposed to act the same and think the same. I had mm-hmm. an Uber driver a couple months ago sitting in the back of the car, and he was a black dude, and... He brought up a great topic to have on a fucking short Uber ride, which is, hey, what do you think of Trump? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I first of all, I don't Dude. like him, but I, I wanted I just wanted to say something kind of uh, that you could read either way. So I just okay. said, boy, shit's crazy right now, huh? And he goes, 
yeah, I hope he pulls through. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. Yeah, but but there were a surprising number of uh, black people who voted for Trump. Sure, sure, surprising number. And there was also the incident of a uh, of a church that was uh, vandalized with Trump on it down mm. south, and then it was set on fire, I believe. Well, they caught the guy, and they found out that the guy was black. Yep. And they and then the 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 right the Trump supporters were like wiped their hands clean yeah. and said there you go there you go it's another liberal trying to do a hoax blah 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 but they just completely dismissed the possibility of a black Trump voter yeah and, and both sides do this yeah and so what happens with you ha- when you have white identity politics black identity politics any identity politics mm-hmm. is first of all you're creating a label for a group of people and you're saying. That group of people all thinks the same way, yeah. and it's dangerous. It's it's basically you're you're creating stereotypes in an era where we are trying to get post stereotype. We're trying to yeah. consider people as individuals, yeah, and and consider their ideas for their own merits, not the skin color that it comes from. Mm-hmm. We're not judging people by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. To quote what, Martin what a, Luther King, what a King. racist statement! No, no, there was I, I, I would have to look it up, but it was some university or something that removed that quote because they found it racist. What? Yeah, I know. Oh, no, was it I, Oberlin? I bet it was fucking Oberlin. I, 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 I'll have to look it up. But I, but <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was just one of those things where they're, they're taking down MLK quotes because they're not, they're not progressive. They're not intersectional because under intersectional ideology, that's a racist thing. I mean, I, I was watching this Cat Black uh, panel today, and they were just shitting all over the idea of not judging people based on the race. And they were like, "Well, you know what? I think you're bullshitting me." It's like, "What do you mean you're bullshitting you?" Well, I'm black, okay, but I don't care if you're fucking black. I'm black, okay. What does that even tell me about you? What what are you a, are you a criminal? Are you saying you're a criminal? No, of course not. Are you saying that you've got like I, I don't know what does that tell you about someone? You know, this is a difficult thing to talk about because on one hand, by saying somebody is black, you can't make assumptions about them, which is great. Exactly. But then there is also it is useful sometimes to say that because someone is black, they may be more likely to have experienced X, Y, and Z. Yeah, but that when when it, yeah, but then when you go to a statistical average, you can't just directly apply that to an individual because they might not fall into it. To an individual, no, but with a higher yeah. degree of probability, oh, maybe. Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But even then, you can just ask the individual whether that's the case. I mean, if you're a doctor or something, then yeah, you do need to know because you know black people are more likely to get I don't know some I don't know heart conditions or something like that. I, I don't know. You know, they're more they're, likely to get gold medals in running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like white white people are more likely to get bowel cancer or something. But that that's like a you know physiological problem. It's not a right. character judgment. Right. You know, it, you don't know anything about this guy. You don't know how he's lived his life. You don't know how you know don't, don't know anything about this person. So when they go, hey, you're a white male, it's like yeah, but that's not a judgment on my character. No, so well, why did you even bring it up? Sargon, what do you think of this concept of white invisibility? Now, I think what they mean by that is mm-hmm. that. What, sometimes this I'm guilty of this when I sit down and write scripts and I write characters the default character in my mind is a white dude and that's just because that's that's how I envision things that's the voice I hear that's the person I see and whenever I'm I'm thinking of a superhero immediately the superhero that pops into my mind is a white guy usually is it uh, the context that you're imagining it in though because I mean like I, I, I really really enjoy history and it, you know if I if I'm reading a book about an ancient Mesopotamian conqueror or something I'm not picturing a white dude. I'm picturing a Middle Eastern looking guy. If I'm reading about Shaka Zulu, I'm not picturing a white dude. I'm picturing a black guy. Sure. You know, if I'm reading about you know, some Aztec emperor, I'm not picturing a white dude. How about Sargon of Akkad? He's not white. There you go. 
he's he's we he's quarter black. Yeah. What do you call it? Quadru? 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 Yeah, no, that's Quadru. what they call it. That's what they used to insult me. It's kind of uh, fun. It's probably like really racist. What it, we're just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Then it's a really yeah. It is. It's it's from uh, like the colonial era. You know, where yeah. it's it, they're bringing it back. Huh. And th- this thing, it, none of this would exist if the SJWs weren't just like you know what white people are the problem. White people aren't the fucking problem. You know? I think that that is exacerbating the the problem by it's, demonizing white people. It's creating the it's creating the it's like making a fertile soil. You're you know? supposed to be debating against him. You're I am to- saying I am saying white identity politics are a huge problem, and yeah. I think you are too. By I by fucking accident. am, yeah. <laughs> but you're supposed yeah. to defend the shit, Sargon. Well, no, but this, yeah, yeah. But this is the point. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> right. So if if you're gonna have black identity politics, yeah. what you're saying is that white people have to be disarmed, and you can just attack us at any given turn, and always say, "Well, hey, you're a fucking white man." And at one point, and if I say, "Hey, you know, um, then uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to just be a fucking white male. I, I don't want to just have no no defense." You'll turn around and say, "Well, if you say anything, you're a racist." And at that point, I say, "Okay, now what?" And if white people in general say, "You know what? Fuck it. White people are racist. We, yeah, you're right. White people are all racist. We're all a bunch of racist Nazis. Get in the gas chambers. What then?" Well, the, well, the black minority is going to resist the white majority. Is it? No, you're all going to get exterminated. This is why white white identity. I mean, that's a ridiculous example, but you know what I mean. It, Sargon, again, a fantastic argument you, it, from my side of the debate. <laughs> I agree because that is where this is that's leading. What, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, cre- you're othering white people yeah. by by creating. One day they'll just embrace it. Well, sure. I was driving the other day and I walk. I drove through a very heavily Mexican neighborhood and then a very heavily. Asian neighborhood and it's mm-hmm. Los Angeles because you know so we have those and I thought about sometimes how I see groups of Asians or groups of Mexicans who hang out together and they kind of have common interests and they have a common culture and they kind of look out for each other and I thought how threatened some people some white people must feel when they see that because for the first time they might see that and say oh this is starting to become the majority because mm. that's what it says here this is the type Eventually, of statistic. white people will become a minority. Yeah. And, and by 2044, it says here, non-Hispanic whites are projected to become a minority in the year 2044. Yeah, I mean, that's a great argument for my side of the debate yes. as well. Because, well, okay, look at how you're treating us while, the, while, while we're the majority. Do you, do you think that's going to change when white people become a minority? Are you suddenly going to ease off after, you know, decades of going, you know, white people are pieces of shit. They're a bunch of race pieces of shit. And they should really feel guilty. Do you think it's going to get to the point where white people are uh, they're the lesser group? And then they go... Actually, no, white people are okay. We've changed our mind. No bollocks are they. It sounds like the argument here is that white people are afraid and and need to cling on to white identity because they're afraid that if minorities become the majority, which they will in 2044, that whites will be treated the way that minorities have been treated. Well, no, the minorities aren't being treated that way. That's the thing. I mean, we don't have racial... I mean, as far as I'm aware, the US doesn't have racially discriminatory laws. These people are making this shit up, and they're using it as a weapon because they can use it as a weapon. Because white people are, for some reason, filled with guilt. You know? I mean, no, no, no one alive was a slave. No one alive owned slaves. Well... So when they sit there and go, yeah, but what about slavery? Fuck slavery. I don't I'll, give a shit. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a personal experience of racism... That my family has experienced, and I've oh, I'm seen not it. saying there aren't racists. I mean, there are racists, but what I mean is like, it's it's not like um, enshrined in law, you know. It, well, it's not. Oh. It's not. But the people not, in power. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm not saying there aren't other problems either, but like, I mean, how to describe it? It's like these things are individual instances of racism that right. should, and they're illegal. 
and so they should be prosecuted. These people should be removed. You know, if you start then collectivizing it, you know, you, you're taking you you collectivize it. Uh, but the thing is, they never want to take any individual responsibility either. And so you're what do you do? Just blame more white people for one guy's act of racism? And we, oh, but there are five acts of racism. Yeah, five individual acts of racism. This wasn't coordinated. It wasn't like white people got together. And, you know, well, a small amount of us can be racist, and that's okay. You know, no, it's not okay. That's why it was made illegal. Well, it's not like. There, there are institutional laws that support racism, but in spite of that, it still does creep into things. Like, for example, yeah. I have a, I have friends who are cops, yeah. and I've gone on ride-alongs, and just more often than not, they pull over black people. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> Rucka, they do. That's you, and that's you. That's both you guys. Both you quadroons. You get pulled over left and right. That's oh, right. Oh, man, yeah. I'm fucked. So, <laughs> so in spite of that, I think that's the argument that, that, that no, no, people uh, like Black Lives Matter would make. And, 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 you know, I'm not saying that's illegitimate at all. You know, it, it's not illegitimate. Uh, but you can't just blame white people for that. You know, that's just being as racist as those fucking cops. Well, sure. I think George Zimmerman in uh, Florida was what he's like half Hispanic, Hispanic quarter Hispanic, something, something yeah. like that, yeah. or Cuban. The Obama voter, George Zimmerman. That, I don't know. The guy I, who used to tutor black kids in his spare time. Well, yeah, but it doesn't Isn't mean people change. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean he didn't decide to go out and shoot black kids for fun. Well, he was he was a bully and a and a piece of shit, and he is a bigot. I will stand behind that. He's wow. a garbage. Such person. a brave position. Such a brave. I'm not saying it's a brave position, Rucka. Way to stand up. Way to stand up to everyone. And I'm not just, stand and, up to everyone. All right. So anyway, <laughs> George Zimmerman, piece of shit. And then the right. the officer. So here's the thing. Uh, we we just talked about this. Joey yeah. Salad and I on his podcast. Um, the officer who killed Philando Castile. Now, for those yeah. of you who don't know, Philando Castile was a guy who was shot during a, tra- a traffic stop because the officer thought he fit the profile of somebody who robbed a liquor store or a, a convenience store recently, right? So the cop pulls him over, and the first thing Philando Castile says, and this is, uh, the cop was let off, and this was very controversial. Philando Castile says, I have a gun. It's registered. Uh, just letting you know, okay? He's doing the responsible thing, letting the officer know he has a gun. Yeah. The officer says, show me your driver's license and ID. He goes, okay. He reaches over to get it. He goes, don't touch the gun. Don't touch the gun. And then he goes, he's like starting to say, I'm not. And then bam, 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 six gunshots. Yeah, I don't guy. see why the officer would get off there. Well, the guy, the officer did get off. And uh, clearly, I don't know how the jury could have possibly not found this officer guilty. because Maybe the, that is a legitimate example of racism. It's it's absolutely terrible because mm. the if the guy had any intention of pulling a gun on the officer, do you think he would fucking say he has no, it? It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Yeah. And, and then not only did he kill this innocent man, mm. but there was a child in the back seat. And the girl and his girlfriend sitting in the front seat. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and she had blood on her. Yeah, she had blood on her. And she she kept her composure very well. But this officer then started freaking out. And he said, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Well, okay, dipshit. Maybe you shouldn't be on the job. Maybe you need yeah. a little bit more training. And yeah, and yeah, yeah, you you killed an innocent guy, but you shouldn't be let off completely off the hook. D- don't. Uh, oh no, no, of course not. You know, I'm sorry. Okay, you fucked up, but that's too fucking bad. You know, you you clearly weren't ready for the job. You should still be punished in whatever way you're supposed to be punished for that crime. Well, so is it racism? That's the that's the big question uh, I, because he, the, the officer is not white. It's Yanez, Officer Yanez. He was not. He was. He was like Hispanic. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was. His, hey, no, Hispanic. no, no, no. Let's not go down. I mean, he might have been racist. He might have been a Hispanic guy who was just racist against black people. 
Honestly, I, I listened to the well, tape. Well, no, I, I got the textbook out. It says uh, you can, you can race. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? But it, Is he a fucking person with a fucking opinion? Okay, that's that's fair. That's a good point. All right, I'll see you that point. But but um, it didn't sound like, just from the tape, it, it sounded like this guy was inexperienced and a, and a fuck up. Yeah. Sounded like he... The fact that he brought up a gun, it sounds like he was kind of a trigger in his head sort of thing, where he's just like, oh my God, I've got to worry about the gun, I've got to worry about the gun, you know, because I imagine they probably do make you worry about guns in your training, sure. you know. But then to empathize with the point of view from blacks, they see this stuff happen all the yeah, time in the true. media, and they're sick and tired of it, yeah. and they see this, and they say, okay, this happened again, and another fucking cop got off, and then the cop, from his point of view... He sees another black person that, and and maybe that's the fifth or sixth black person he's dealt with that day. Who actually, you know, the other ones may have actually committed some kind of crime or something. So he's already profiling in his mind. So back to the debate that we're talking about. When when this becomes a trouble, this problem with identity mm. is that you start profiling people based on your yeah. past experiences or past whatever. And now now black people are doing it to cops. They see this shit yeah. and they say, okay, well, we're afraid for our lives because yeah. more often than not, we see you guys pulling over and fucking up. We're not going to play that game. So we're going to drive off. We're going to run away. We're going to do what it takes to survive yeah. you. They yeah. view them as the threat. Yeah. So it's become this like toxic. Black, uh, this Black toxic Lives Matter have got to the point where some activists are calling for the abolition of the cops. It's like, no. And then they're like, oh, we want community policing. It's like, what? A community with remarkably high crime rates wants to be in control of the police. And it's like, no, the police have to be managed by the state, you know, to have proper, you know, training procedures and vetting procedures. You know, you, I mean, because. No, you, you might end up with a bunch of fucking criminals running your police stations, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong, that might be the case anyway, but... You, you ever you been want, to Chicago? Am I right? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you... you <laughs> nice. Yeah, but, you, you know, you want to you try and have some sort of legal thing there. And the thing is, like, what pissed me off about this, right, is always, it's only other black people that we, we're concerned about. I mean, like, how many Chinese people in America? I'm not sure. It's uh, like... 14 percent not nearly enough hum ethnically distinguishable group you know yeah. you can tell or like an you know an, an east asian sure you know but it's no no one's ever complaining about the cops shooting east asians at uh, a remarkably high rate even no. so but why why would a racist cop be like no nah, i'm okay with east asians if he doesn't like non-white people why wouldn't he be like you know what, fuck it i'm shooting mexicans i'm shooting east asians why wouldn't he shoot any of them why is it only blacks oh yeah why aren't our prisons full of uh japanese people didn't they yeah. bomb us yeah. one generation ago? I no, think, seriously, should, I, I shouldn't genuinely we hate want them? to know. Yeah, but they, we also they also don't have a common history. Blacks have the history of slavery. What do you they mean have, the Asian, the Japanese, and probably yeah, some other Asians were in, they were interned? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they, but they, it's not nearly the same. As well, the it's, black not, experience. it's not as yeah, bad. It, it was it, also seventy years more recent than slavery. But I, I think, do you not think it might be something to do with the crime rates relative to each group? Well, of course, it has to do with the crime rates. But then you look. So is it racism? Is it racism? Is it racism to profile? Nah, but um, no, but this is my point. It's not that they're just going, oh, well, Japanese, I, I hate non-whites, therefore Japanese people can get fucked. They're looking at that and going, well, Japanese people don't commit all that much crime. Right. So I'm not going to be so scared of a Japanese person. But, and let's be honest, black people do commit a remarkably disproportionate amount of crime in America. There's no getting around these statistics. Well, th sure, but that doesn't control for the variables that black people are more likely to be pulled over. And oh, in fact, absolutely, yeah. I mean, but, but I think this is some sort of self-feeding mechanism. I mean, like, yeah. you know, if you, you've got, if you're a policeman, you have to patrol where the crime is most likely to happen if you have that information. And if it just happens to be it's a low-income, low-marriage-rate black neighborhood, which 72%, I think it was 72% of 
black children grow up in fathers' households. Sure. I imagine that produces a lot of delinquent male teenagers who are just go into these gang cultures, they get the guns, they I'm start sure. running drugs. Uh, yeah, but this is not racist. That's the thing. None of this is race. But if it's all based on ethnic group, then if you go to a poor black area, you're probably pretty sure that there's a lot of crime going on, a lot of guns going on. You're probably going to be nervous regardless what race you are. But, and it's not because they're black, it's just because of the group they happen to be in. You know, it's not a consequence of them being black, it's a consequence of high single motherhood, high crime rate, high delinquency rates. Poverty. High, well, that's, that, that's all part of the cycle. Right. They, these, these are, I mean, all of these things naturally generate massive amounts of poverty. Poverty is heavily in, in, inextricably linked to crime as well. So suddenly, it's not racism why you'd be afraid of black people having guns it's because there are a lot of black people committing crimes and they may well have guns sure. if it was japanese people who had high delinquency rates low low marriage rates and all this sort of stuff you'd be afraid of japanese people if they you know if they were committing disproportionate amount of crime you'd be afraid of japanese people right. like, it's about the fact that they are doing these things if black people tomorrow they were like right you know what we're gonna do black people's race we're gonna get together we're gonna make sure we get married that's the first thing. No, you've got no choice. It's going to be mandatory. Hit 18 years old. If you haven't found a wife by the time you're 18, start looking when you're like 15, 16. If you haven't found one by the time you're 18, we can do what the Muslims do. Assign you one. Yeah. Can you get married? <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, can you get divorced? Fuck no. Then what are you going to do with your kids? You're going to fucking look after them. You're going to get a job. You're going to get, you're going to get an education. You're going to drop out of school? No. So there is literally no option for you to drop out of school. What we'll do, the community will drag you kicking and screaming back to that fucking school. Yeah. You will sit down. If you don't do it, they'll slap you. Slap you again. Slap you again. Until you're sitting there crying like a bitch. And you go, okay, okay, I'll read the textbook. I'll read the textbook. And then you get out of the school and you go, you know what? I've actually got a fucking education now. I'm actually going to get a job. Okay, you get a job. You start earning some money. You think, oh, okay, this is actually going quite well. In a generation or two, people are going to go, fucking hell, black people like packing out the universities just like jews nations do right now why are jews nations at the top of universities because they fucking work for it and i'm sorry there's no other answer there is no other answer black people must be held accountable for their decisions and that's not racist it's because this is what they're doing well so um there's a black academic his name is john ogbu and he wrote a lot of papers about why Black students sometimes in affluent neighborhoods sometimes underperform white kids, even if they have a good family and the, mm -hmm. and the family has, you know, two parent household mm -hmm. and they do all the right things. Sometimes they find that black kids underperform in sure. school and, and all other variables accounted mm -hmm. for. And he he started looking into it beyond the statistics and just beyond the grades. Mm -hmm. And he and he started interviewing some of these black kids and he found some interesting correlations, like for example, with their with their names, if they had a more traditional American name versus like uh, a, there, there is a, there is undoubtedly some discrimination based on things like that. Yeah. Well, it's it's not even discrimination so much; it's it's how they themselves perceive. Oh the, yeah, no, I, I remember someone telling me about this. Actually, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like self sabotaging. Right? It is self sabotaging, and what they yeah. do is they view the test that you are given in school mm. as the white man's instrument to assimilate you. And they view it as the white person 
trying to erase and eradicate your culture and your cultural identity. And they view that as offensive. And so they rebel against it, even though they're smart kids, even though they're, they, they come from mm. affluent neighborhoods and they have mm. good parents and they have, uh, you know, two incomes in the household mm. and every other, every other thing is going right for them. Mm. But for some reason, they view that as othering. They view that as something like something alien to who they are. Okay. Accept it. That's the method to success. If you, well, you go, well, yeah, but I'm going to leave my crappy culture behind of guns and gangs and, you know, robberies and stuff. Okay. You want to leave that behind. That's shit. That's a shit life, and you know it. And the fact that you're sitting there going, well, it's someone else's fault. It's not someone else's fault. It's your fault. There is no one else to blame. And I've got a friend called that guy, T, right? He's a YouTuber, black guy. And he, he, he basically did it. Like, all my life, I was told the white man wanted to keep me down. Can you find a white guy who wants to keep black people down? Find me one. It's bullshit they tell themselves, and it's an excuse. Have you ever been to Utah, buddy? No, I, I can I can find you. Okay, a but you know what you know what I mean. In general, in general, yeah, white people aren't trying to keep black people down, and it's a fucking excuse. And it's people playing into this. What do you do with a child who is saying, "Well, I've got all these excuses why I didn't do my homework. I don't give a fucking shit. Do your fucking homework. Get on with it." And I hate to sound patronizing, but this is how everyone else sounds when they make excuses. Like, look at this from an Aristotelian point of view. You are what you do, and if you go and say, if you know, if you're like a Jewish person, right? What do you do? Oh. I I went to school and my mum made me get a job. My mum my made me kept going. And eventually I got a fucking PhD and now I'm a professor. And now I'm only got a hundred K a year. Now I'm on, you know, I'm on the very top of society. Well, that's because you worked for it. There's no other, it's, you know, you got it. You did it. And that's unfortunately what black people have to do. And I know that I'm going to get people kicking and screaming and going, well, but what if for this and someone else and someone else? No. Okay. There are going to be setbacks. You just get the fuck over them. You yeah. get the fuck over them. There's nothing else you can do. Well, you I can't mean, blame everyone else. You can't blame everyone else for. And this is the thing, right? Like Thomas Sowell points out: look, black people who get married, stay together, get an education, basically end up with the same sort of results as white people. They roughly, I mean, it's slightly lower, but th that's probably due to you know ingrained discrimination and stuff like this. But this sort of stuff all fades away when the stereotypes have disappeared. Like left-handedness used to be really stigmatized, right? Like, so you go back 200 years, left-handed people weren't allowed to write with their left hand. Like, you, you get the teacher smack you on the hand if you're, right. you know. And they, they, it was called the sinister hand. People would look, you know, you, people would think of you as lesser. And there was, pro I mean, we didn't have the stats, but let's be honest, they were probably treated in a similar way, not to the same extent, obviously, but it's the same sort of effect. And eventually, look, you're just going to have to get over this hump and you can't blame someone else. And I know that there are going to be people who are just pissed off that I'm saying this, but they're not going to be able to tell me I'm wrong. Well, look, your solution may be the right one. It's it it sounds like it sounds it's like the it's, it's the way out, right? Yeah. But can you appreciate that it's so much more challenging? For them? Yeah. But now what you're telling me is it sounds like a lot of hard work and that's how my feels. Yeah. Everything's hard work. Literally having the work. Come on, let's I be know, honest. but you gotta like look. It's demoralizing. I I've, I came from a family where my parents have at most a high school education, and Same. and Same. Uh, first generation. I was the first person in my family to go to university. Well, you already told us your dad's black. You didn't have to go on exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and this is the thing. I'm not saying this because I don't like black people. I'm yeah, by this. the way, yeah, everything he said. He, he keep in mind he's black. Yeah, exactly. Keep in I, mind, yeah. Sargon Makar no, is a black no man. One, yeah. No one, no one is is doubting. Uh, Sargon's blackness. Yeah. We he know turn, he's turn down black. the lighting you, in here. He looks really weird earlier, right you know? now. But. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find a picture of my granddad because he was really fucking dark. We yeah. actually yeah. had to turn up the contrast on this side <laughs> of the 
screen here. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just about it's just about fucking owning it. Come on, you I can't mean, make excuses. Uh, uh, right. I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you. Like owning need it. Or, stoicism. Black I, people need stoicism. That's what they need. I'll, I, well, stoicism is is a great philosophy. It, um, is, we've it, had Ryan Holiday on this show before. Do you know I, Ryan Holiday? I don't know him. He wrote a great book called Ego is the Enemy. Yes. Uh, how did yes, he, yeah. it is. That's how did that's he, a great how did he title. write it's it? Right with, down there. How actually. did he write oh, the book if if he has no ego? What, no, no, I, your ego, your ego is your self-defense mechanism. This is what you. Whenever you start making excuses, this is what you're trying to protect. You're like, well, this is going to hurt my feelings. Fuck your feelings. Fuck your feelings. Oh, I'm really upset that you said that I'm going to have to get a job. And I'm going to have to stay in school. Okay, fuck your feelings. You are going to have to get a job. You are going to have to stay in school. You are sure. going to have to get educated. You're going to have to get married. You're going to have to take care of your kids. Fuck your feelings. This is no. There's no getting around. Yeah, it, but dude. stoicism goes too far. It tells you to basically do away with values altogether. Uh, no, no, that you're thinking entirely. of nihilism. It, no, it, I'm thinking of no, stoicism. No, no, no. You, you are right. There, there are like, it. It depends who you're reading. Like, if you read Marcus Aurelius, really, really good. You know, really good values, and, and it's about taking personal responsibility, basically. Right. Uh, but then you can read someone like Epictetus, who will end up telling you that you know what, if you're being tortured. That's your fault for allowing yourself to fall into the hands of the torturer. It's like, okay, that's way too far. Right. If someone's torturing you, you don't alleviate the burden of guilt from the torturer Trigger. by saying it's your Victim own fault. Victim blaming. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, with with all these sort of philosophies, you can you can go too far. But there are definitely certain interpretations that are really, really productive. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, dude, if you're a black person listening to this, you know I'm right. Yeah, all three black guys listening to, mm-hmm. to the Maddox To the Armenian. Well, yeah, we got some Armenian. black guy. That's one. We him. can count on his download. Uh, yeah. Your friend. And Mr. T is black listening. Yeah, uh, and then, and then uh, yeah. lot, all of Sargon's millions of black fans are going to be yeah. tuning in. This oh, no, cool. look, man. I mean, it's it's it seems really easy, but it's also disheartening. No, no, no. It's not easy, and it is disheartening. It's it's a lot of challenge, and I mean, like you say, a lot of empathy is going to be needed. It's like, I, it's like I'm being a dick, but like, it's like starting a race, right? Where you're on a track and yeah. you are you're jogging, and then the person next to you has a bicycle. You are and the person next to them exactly the SJW argument here. They Whoa. they literally make this exact argument. That's the side but of the debate. Yeah, it's not necessarily incorrect. Great, that's a very reason. You know what? Uh, I want to say this about Sargon. Before the show started, we both said a quote, and it's my favorite quote. I it's, love this quote. Yeah, it's. The mark of an educated mind to entertain a thought without accepting it. Yep. And that is the MO of this show. That's, That's exact- Aristotle as well, just for anyone Yeah, Aristotle, right. Um, it's my favorite quote. It's a fantastic quote. And I hope, if anything you guys listening to this debate take away, is that in spite of the fact that people can have differing opinions, mm. you can always sit down and have a nice, polite conversation mm. without, from a podium, calling someone garbage and a shithead. I, you know, I actually would prefer it if all conversations went that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would that would be way more healthy to the dialogue. Um, one other thing I want people to take away is that this episode is brought to you by our new bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you for checking out Maddox versus the Universe. Episode 3 is coming along really quick. I also want to plug some of the other shows on this network. Lord Matthews has been doing an excellent job. We're about to roll out some new features on this website. I was telling Sargon before the show started that we have the soundboard that is amazing. It works yeah. over the internet, anywhere in the world, over any device it's device agnostic and it plays sound effects. you can be in london we can do I'm or gonna, cl- near, near london. I'm, I'm gonna do i'm gonna yeah. do this show. we can play sound effects we're gonna we're gonna yeah. do uh, some skype sessions mm-hmm. at some point but uh, check out game fart it's on madcastmedia.com and also jesse ps from pot awful man a couple of weeks ago we did one of the most amazing pranks i've ever taken a part in anyway really incredible stuff check it out guys thank yeah. you for supporting the show thank you for supporting the network and check out all the exciting stuff coming up. But now, Rocket, do you have a wrap-up for us? Yeah. All right, this is going to be a confusing debate like to vote on. 
So if you agree with Sargon that identity politics is bad altogether, you're going to vote on his side, which says white identity politics is good. That's, that's how the voting is going to work. That's how the A little work, bit confused yeah. by that's that. Confusing Not sure anyone's well. going to vote how they mean to vote. Maybe yeah. you, you figure it out. <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, I'm, a, I'm not what you'd necessarily call an educated person. <laughs> Listen, we, we'll hold off on your little, on your little, your little comments, your little soundboard remarks until we're done. I will say this, though. The, the SJWs are on steroids. They're on steroids. They've been around forever, all through the fucking 90s. The, the, before that, they, going back to the fucking Black Panthers and the crazy second-wave feminists and the, the fucking uh, uh, egalitarian f- fucking writers of, the, of decades past. These guys have always been around. They've always labeled everyone who, who challenges them as racist, fucking fascist, fucking psycho killers and Hitlers in training. And most of you were fine with it, all right? Okay? Most of you sat around. Oh, you're going to nail me on this one. This is not your, this is, you do not have the floor at this time, Sargon. No, I'm sorry. This is not your little uh, YouTube channel where you get to say whatever you want. You don't have free speech right here. This is the Rucka wrap-up. You all sat around. You hit the bong. You jerked off. You you watched the Young Turks. You fucking, uh, you played your little video games. You had your fun. You had no problem watching the world crumble. And then they came after your precious little video games. And suddenly, you all transformed into fucking Jeffersonian Democrats. Oh, hold on. Let's talk about principles. You're all full of shit, all right? And uh, you watching at home, you might say, oh, you can't treat Sargon this way. He's the, the, the figurehead of the, the, the resistance. He is, he's right fucking here and he agrees with everything I'm saying. All right? I run this shit now. That's right. Call me daddy. It's a Rucka wrap-up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bravo, Rucka. Thank you for that wrap-up. That was really good, man. Very well I mean, done. It's true, man. Generation X just checked the fuck out. We should be the ones running these institutions. We decided, fuck it. We all. How many fucking Generation Xs do you know who just dropped out of university? Speak fucking for yourself, all man. of us. Well, lazy cunts. Yeah, we were just talking yeah, about we, this. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking about this. We're just lazy bastards. We, I'm, so one, I'm just... one test away from graduating. I'm technically graduated. That's, I'm the that's foremost the worst. Yeah. You, you got this do... bloody close and you're like, you know what, fuck it. You're a fucking college <laughs> dropout. Technically. And... Uh, technically Same a graduate, yeah. oh, though. Technically. Mm-hmm. All right. He's almost. Te- almost technically. graduated. All right. That's close. You're, you're, you're technically not Hitler. Technically. <laughs> I'm 100% not Hitler. Oh. I'm 0% Either Hitler. Either you graduate or you don't. I almost got, you know all right, what? All right, all right. Foremost let him Let him believe he's educated. You, you keep winning this. I mean, I spent more time in school than he did. Wrong. That's wrong. That's false. No, you went only you got four held years. Back like four years. Oh, yeah. I went six years. <laughs> See? I did a four I year might, education. Uh, you know, if you measure the time yeah. I first signed up for a community cl- college class yeah. and the last time I took a class, it might be over six, might be seven or eight years. It's like the battle of the slacker idiots. Uh, <laughs> I know. I got some headlines. I'm not educated. All right. No, no one's no one's doubting that. I'm not that. educated. Did no I ever, one is disputing Did I you. ever claim to be smart or educated? No one is saying no, that. No, because I'm just not. I'm not fucking stupid. That's all I'm saying. I'm not fucking stupid. Well, that's yeah, true. No, we'll that's put true. that to yeah. the debate. Well, that'll right. be the second right. debate question. That's the second debate <laughs> question. Fucking stupid. We're, we're leaving it up to you, <laughs> watching and listening at home. The we got we got the Sargon. What do you call yeah. your fans? What do you call Sargon? You need a name now that you're Sargonians. Just, just, just 
people who watch my channel. You're right? a YouTuber. Yeah, you need a name. You need a your fans. I got like, the Maddox Militia. Yeah. Ruckus the Ru got the Nuckas. Sargons. I, I, I haven't got a name for them. I don't know. God, I don't know. Sargons. It's all getting wildly out of control and not happy. Academiacs. Sargons. Sargons. Sargon Academiacs. Yeah. Academiacs. No, 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 because I'm not an academic. That's the thing. I, 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 no, God, it Sargon's can't be out. The SJWs will never let me hear the end of it. Oh, my gosh, that'd be All so right, funny. the Sargon Nazis. <laughs> oh, fucking... <laughs> oh, God, this is We got worse. it. Here we do. I we wish did. I was stuck with the academia. Oh, my gosh, the, yeah. Sar <laughs> the, the, the Sargon sergeants. Actually, the, yeah. the, oh, God, the, the, uh, a friend of mine called me a Marxist Sargonist a while ago. I was like, oh, oh wow. The Sargonists, well, I guess. Is the Sargonists. The yeah. We got we got a bunch of. You know what? We'll put. We'll uh, let you let your fans decide. Because by the way, you have no say. They'll they'll decide. Oh yeah, enough. I yeah. know. I know. <laughs> they'll tell me. All right, guys. A couple. <laughs> this is a this is a new story. Chinese parents are now alarmed by miniature crossbow craze. You guys heard of this? It sounds amazing, by no, the way. No, I want a miniature crossbow, though. I know. It sounds If I yeah. had this in, uh, uh, when I was a kid, it says, powerful mini crossbows that shoot toothpicks and needles are now the new <laughs> must-have toy for school kids across China and a nightmare for concerned parents and school officials. Chinese media report, this is from uh, US News, by the way. Chinese media report that several cities have already banned sales of the palm-sized contraptions, which sell for about a dollar, and are powerful enough to puncture soda cans, apples, and cardboard, depending on the projectile. Holy shit, what a fucking cool toy. You could take someone's eye out for real with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's really terrifying, actually. I, now, uh, I Maybe it's because I'm a father. I'm thinking, fuck, man, I don't think kids should have that. <laughs> well, you wouldn't let your kids have one of these? No, I'd get one. How old's your, how old's your kid? Uh, he's only two. So. Oh, two? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll get him when he's four. When he's four. There, that's, that sounds about right. <laughs> The fad appears to have sprung from the southwest city of Chengdu, but uh, quickly spread to China's east coast and even across the border to Hong Kong. Uh, and then I got one other headline here, and we'll wrap this up. Teenage boys, you may have heard of this, teenage boys are now wearing skirts to school to protest against a no-shorts policy. What do you think of that, Sargon? I think that that's a troll. No, are they. Well, no, I mean, like a, a deliberate troll. Oh, it's like, deliberate. On, yeah, on, yeah. On the on the part of the teenage boys, they're like, right. "Well, fuck it, we can't wear shorts, we wear skirts. Fuck it's, you." I think it's actually a brilliant. Yeah, protest. Oh, it's excellent. This oh is my from, god, this is from the garden. What Rucka? Have you heard of dignity? Have you heard of <laughs> satire and protest? Satire. Yeah. Hey, they've been reading their Alinsky. That's exactly. When what I said. first saw that fucking picture, I thought like, oh, the fucking. Uh, the fucking uh, headmaster of the school, you know, like they're they're the parents are getting the kids to wear skirts to show them that gender is is fluid or some shit, <laughs> yeah. non-binary. No, yeah. they didn't in protest, right? No, they're doing it. In no, protest. they're actually bringing it upon themselves. They're going to school wearing skirts. It's a protest, and I think it's brilliant. Listen mm. to this. It says some had borrowed from their girlfriends, others from their sisters. A few had gone the extra mile and shaved their legs. When the Iska Academy in Devon opened up on Thursday morning, an estimated 30 boys arrived for the lessons, heads held high in fetching tartan patterned skirts. The hottest June days since 1976 had led to a bare-legged revolution at the secondary school <laughs> in Exeter. They said that as temperatures soared to 30 C, what is that, like... 80 to 90 degrees i don't know what 90 um, us it's like 95 it's like high. It, it, it's high for britain it's really 30, yeah oh yeah 30 30 in britain 30 is high yeah. it said earlier in the week the teenage boys had asked their teachers if they could swap their long trousers for shorts they were told no shorts were not permitted under the school's uniform policy <laughs> you so draconian bastards yeah so they uh, protested boiled to death, you little bitches <laughs> oh there there's your little white culture there discipline in the in the school white yeah. identity yeah, yeah. They, this is why white genocide is necessary yeah. <laughs> they protested <laughs> 
The school, no doubt joking, said the boys were free to wear skirts too if they chose. So they're being a little cheeky. Yeah. They're like, fuck you. That's actually kind of disrespectful. Look, we're pissing with sweat here. Can we just wear some yeah. shorts? No, wear skirts if you don't like it. Why Fine, the double standard? Fun. Girls, yeah. girls yeah. can wear pants. I'm sure it started with a sarcastic remark. Yeah, that's what it says. Oh. So on Wednesday, a handful <laughs> braved the giggles and, and, yeah. uh, and did exactly that. They wore the skirts to say fuck you to the school. The scale of the rebellion increased on Thursday when at least 30 boys opted for the attire. Quite refreshing was how one of the boys described the experience, pointing out that the Royal Ascot had allowed racegoers in the Royal Enclosure to remove their jackets, then the school ought to relax its dress code. Mm. Another said that uh, that he rather enjoyed the nice breeze his skirt had afforded him. Nice breeze. Would you wear a skirt? I, I would draw the line there. No, I would say no. That's essentially, you know the Arab garb, like that big white thing that they wear? Uh, Yeah, I can't remember. The, it, it's... The kafiyah? Uh, no, um, no, I don't... It has, it has a specific name, and I can't remember what it is. I can't remember either. Um, but it, that's essentially what it's supposed to do, is it, it creates a draft that goes right up your skirt. I think they're, uh, mm-hmm. they go bare bottom. Yeah. 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 And you know Pretty what we hot. should do is we should we should make the women wear a giant black bin bag instead in the middle of the desert because that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that house? And that's just what they do. It's oh, like fucking okay. evil and oppressive. And then you get a fucking feminist. Go, Islam is the most feminist religion. Well, you want to wear a bin bag in the middle of the desert too, do you? You are a fucking glutton for punishment. What is wrong with you? There, there's a, the sex of Muslims. They, they, one of one of the uh, points of like uh, doctrinal uh, disagreement is the length of the the hem on their robes. Right. It, it, if they think Muhammad had it just above his ankle, and so most people just have it just down below the ankle, probably because it looks less silly. Right. And uh, and so that's how basically you know if you're dealing with a fundamentalist. Oh, if if they're if, if, if you can see his ankles like a little whore. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> like Victorian well, slut. Sargon, it's been great having you. Long time coming. First time to the US. Dude, Thank you it. for coming on the show. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, this has been a long episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, uh, no. Your Twitter. Well, well, we'll link to your Twitter and YouTube regardless. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it'll fine. be a lot of fun. If, if Plus, you just put me in Google then. I want to see that video that you recorded at the speech at VidCon. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, we'll I'm link gonna, to that. I'll have that up as soon as I can. Yeah. Um, we, 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 did, we had this house party the other day, and like... Every every time I, what I, I've been ambushing Chris Reagan with alt right talking points, like, and I've been saying them like sounding as if it's unironic just to make him laugh, right? So I, you know, I'd be like, you know, jumping. So what about the Jews then, Chris? You know, it's like why did you call for a new crusade and all this sort of stuff? And you know, he was just like, we were really drunk. He's like, <laughs> you know, but now I can't put it up because I'm like, well, look at this racist yeah. Nazi shit. It's They're like, looking for something off. to pin yeah. on you. Well, yeah. anyway, Sargon, thank you again so much for coming on the show. A fantastic debate. Fantastic time. Thank you to my first hand-on staff, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yeah. Mikey Bolts. Feel better. <laughs> oh, he's, he's sick. That's why he's not here. We'll see you next week. But most of all, you're welcome. Oh, my God. I am so glad you guys had Joey Salads on the podcast this week because there's been something I've been keeping quiet, but, you know, now seems the best time to bring it up. Uh, like about six months ago, I was walking around in New York, and I saw this guy come up to me. And I didn't really recognize him at first, but it was Joey Salads. And he asked me if I wanted to be in a video with him. And I said, sure thing, because uh, I thought it would be pretty cool to be on YouTube or something like that. And uh, he, what he did is immediately led me down this alley, pulled down my pants, and started sucking my dick. <laughs> and at first, I just played along with it. Because okay. I was like, hell yeah, getting my dick sucked, and I'm going to be famous on YouTube. <laughs> and, he, and you know what? It's going on for a while. I'm starting to think, what's the joke here? And then finally, after I finish, he stands up. 
and he says, ha, you're gay. You got sucked off by a guy, and you liked it. And you know what? After for a second, I thought about it, and I figured it out. He didn't even say no homo. I got punked real good. Anyways, big fan of the show. Uh, I think it's kind of weird how lately all the podcasts have really turned into mostly a discussion about how Maddox is a communist and doesn't believe in property rights. Mm-hmm. But other than that, really good. Yeah. Uh, suck off a Nazi. See you guys. <laughs> Not a kind. I don't know where the fuck that's coming from. Uh, here's here's a call from our own Lord Matthew. Oh shit! That last one was fucking brilliant. Hey, Lord Matthew here. I was also at VidCon last year, and I also saw Philip DeFranco in the bathroom. Mm. But when I saw him, I caught him mid receiving a blowjob from none other than John Wayne. <laughs> Bringing back the old John Wayne. That's a reference a couple oh, right. episodes ago. John Wayne um, got caught uh, sucking someone off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>